Radical Grove Parliament Podcast. All right. Oh, yeah. Tuesday mornings. All right, here we are. We're at the Parliament Podcast. Brought to you by Radical Grove and the good folks at... How do you say it? Hooga! Hooga! On J Street. <laughs> you would pick this song. Yeah! All right, I got uh, myself... I am Roche. In front of me, I got Tomato Slice. To the left of me, I got DJ Nice. Our guest for today is none other than Mr. Ish. How you doing? Doing well, man. How, How you, you doing? Yeah. This is Ish's fucking jam right here. <laughs> Cookie Jar, the gym, gym class heroes. Oh, gym class yeah. heroes. It, just, it goes back to those old sweet days. Yeah, this is the... We'd literally have not shit to do. <laughs> me and Roche would be the only people in that motherfucker. Like, that? <laughs> just start fucking playing whatever. Yeah, we get, we're definitely going to talk about those days. Damn. All right, so Ish, uh, we'll jump right into it. Where, where, were you, where were you born? I am from California. Which which part of California? <laughs> I know you want me to say Compton. This is amazing. <laughs> it fucking it's just amazing. Compton. Yes, Ish is from Compton. Oh shit! Straight Wait. out of Compton, the real Compton. How old were you when Not, NWA came out? Were you no, even alive? I, I was born in '85. Yeah, but I, it's a it's a funny thing. Fucking. So you're like four. Ro- Roche going. always loves that. Just so I completely. I had family there Compton. in Compton, so. I'm I'm really from Fresno, not even from Fresno. I say that because no one fucking knows. Born in Fresno. Yeah, sum, but, summered in Compton. But summered in Compton. Yeah, I had yeah. family down there. Y'all had a little getaway spot for the summer in Compton? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> That's how fucking awesome it was. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, touch, on, touch on a little bit like what it was like growing up out, out in California back then. I mean, for me, it's different, man. I, I came from a... It's shitty, like, yeah. immigrant family. From you where? know, my, my mom fucking border hopped illegally and then fucking had me as the fucking anchor baby with a 62-year-old man. So, but so he had to explain to me what an anchor baby was. So she's pregnant with me. Like, she had me here. I'm an American citizen. And, but then you had older brothers. Yeah. So uh, my family dynamic's weird because, like, my dad was 62 when I was born, right? He had like two whole fucking families before he had me. He was born in 1923, like fucking was in World War II. Holy My shit. My brother on his side was like in Vietnam. And I didn't really even know any of this till like I was pretty much out of the Marine Corps. And then my mom had like two whole families before me. She was married to like this fucking drug lord in fucking Mexico. <laughs> And fucking air horn. (laughs) (laughs) And like fucking. What is she like one of her one of her older fucking kids? I got fucking killed and she like crossed the border and shit. And then uh, I grew up with my godparents, kids who aren't blood. But I mean, I grew up with them and I was always around them. And those are kind of the ones that I call my brothers and sisters. But I mean, really, I have like. 14 or 15 siblings I don't fucking really know. Good God. Do so, you uh, got family reunions? This is great content. Do you got family reunions <laughs> going or what? No, not at all. I don't I don't really know any of them. Like they're all no They're old enough barbecue. to be like my grandparents, you know? Yeah, it's like a it's like it was like a whole other family. That's like wild. <laughs> I thought my dad I'm was older, you. but now I hear this story I'm like, yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, my, my dad's my, a, my dad was a in fucking, Vietnam. 
Yeah, Pop, man. So Pops well, was 82 years old when Ish was 20. Yeah, that's yeah, my, like my dad would be turning 100 on the first. Yeah. Wow. 1923. Wow. 1923. Yeah. Which war? It was 82nd uh, Airborne, so he fucking like. That's a big deal. Jumped into Normandy and all yeah. that. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I didn't know that's any of this till he was like way fucking gone. All right. So, so you, so, so then, but so, any idea what happened to the Mexican drug lord? No. No. I, <laughs> honestly, like I've. My mom never really talks about that. I, I barely found out that I had like another brother from that, like, probably when I was like fifteen or sixteen. Jesus. So, you know, she's a she's a very closed off lady. I I never really had like a tight relationship with her, because even when, when we were here, I mean, she was just kind of working, trying to, make sure that I was okay. Do you speak Spanish? Yeah, that's my first language. Okay. All right. Cool. Now, we got to get into the, I don't even know how to explain it, but like the, uh, the high, high school in, in, in California in the 90s, right? Yeah. What was so, that? I mean, early 99, 2000s. T- tell, tell them the, the, like the shit that I, that I fucking be asking about all the time. <laughs> <laughs> like all that gangbanger shit. No, I mean, so my, my brother, who was my godparents' kids, was like my fucking hero, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like a fucking hardcore gangbanger, Norteño, like fucking Nuestra Familia, going to prison to visit him and shit. And I thought that was normal, man. Like, I fucking looked up to him. I wanted to be like him. Like, going to prison and he's giving me like all this little shit he fucking, he makes there while he's just sitting in a fucking cell. Like, it was a cellophane flowers and just like dumb shit. Like and so you're saying you wanted to be like him and like go to prison and all that kind of I, stuff. I mean, I don't. You gotta like, understand that's just that's just like what you they knew. You I, I do understand that, but the, now I'm seeing how like generations of people can become like that. Like be, my generation, yeah. Like if that's was, what you see and that's what you know, like, like we were safe over here in in North Carolina watching all these movies that like portrayed this lifestyle, and this dude lived the shit like through all like seeing all of it. And yeah, it's man, just, it's like. Being color conscious, like we you can't in? wear, you can't wear red in this, and you can't wear blue over here. Like you shouldn't be wearing that. So my brother was a Norteño, so they they wore red. So he was that's the only reason he became a uh, Redskins fan. Wait, hold on, Commanders, <laughs> yeah, Commanders. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, like and probably the only reason I'm a 49ers fan, right? Dang. Like, <laughs> that's the other thing that's what makes life so funny is Everybody. seeing why people are fans of certain things well no it's what's wild is how many of these teams really blew the fuck up because of gang culture yeah like yeah so like so the they were wearing like raiders and cowboys you know uh-huh. blue and black shit like that I know and, people and wore, easy e and them really put on the raiders the they black also and white wore, they also wore king's hats and stuff too well yeah they were so why, why were they doing why, why was the groups doing the the black and white with the raiders and the white socks and the kings was that another thing, or was that like neutral territory? LA. I, I mean, it, it's black. It's dark colors. You know, <laughs> it fucking looks cool with everything. Yeah. You know? um, <clears throat> but I mean, like the main colors, at least from where I'm from, is like blue and red. Remember that movie, The Wood? Whenever he's walking by, and he's wearing his. He's from North Carolina. He's wearing a North Carolina hat, and he walks into the convenience store, and they yeah. go, "What's up, blood?" He's like, <laughs> and the guy's like, "Take that hat off." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, why? It's Carolina blue. He's like, give a fuck. Yeah, he was walking up, and uh, I just remember I, 
like I remember my sister was dating this dude when they were in college, so that was like in the nineties, and she had to get him a Raiders hat, and they were in Memphis. They had to get him a Raiders hat f- for like his birthday or something like that because of how popular that shit was. No one good and well in Memphis, you didn't know shit about no Raiders. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? It's just it was just the hype. The black and whites, the Kings, the Raiders, the White Sox. Shit. Shit look cool when all those teams fucking suck. (laughs) 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 Yeah, what's this saying? We we may not be good, but we're gonna look good. (laughs) It's all that matters sometimes. (laughs) Shit. What a uh, he said. White men can't jump. But he said you'd rather look look good and lose than look bad and win. Yeah, it's like the same shit. All right, so now tell you got any stories from high school about that shit? Like, I mean, high school was like. It's weird, right? You're already a teenager, like trying to fit in and shit. And I, I had a group of like guys who I was friends with probably since third grade. And that kind of became like our little clique and shit, right? Fucking combing your hair back, fucking slick back with three flowers. Wait, and what? What is this? So three flowers is just like a fucking pomade. Thick uh-huh. ass fucking like Vaseline, right, fucking right. put that shit in your hair, fucking slicks Slick it back. back, it's all shiny and shit. So is that like like cholo shit? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you wear your shirt with one button on top? No. That's stereotype. That, can't, that, that, can't. that is very stereotype. Yeah, that, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> what, about but, like, what about like the Dickies and shit like that? So Dickies and like Big Ben was like a big brand that we used to wear. Um, it was um, like the Big Ben shirts was like the typical like, kind of gangster wear the long ass fucking belts that came down got about the belt came down yeah. to like past your knees and uh-huh. shit they were all like either black or like the color that you yeah. banged with the little belt buckle with like your initial on it or like a fucking n on it like it was what do the n stand for norteño norteño they like just it just blows my mind like just having to get ready for school and the subconscious is worried about like what shit you gonna bang today. Not like I want to wear it as Jordan because I'm a Jordan fan. It's like I gotta wear this black with the N on it because of the thing. What is Norteño? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that was um like old English was fucking everywhere. What's that? O-E. Old English letter. Old E, man. O-E. Okay. Oh, the the, the pour drink. that out. Yeah. Put some orange juice in it and some vodka or gin. It's delicious. Y'all had to get home. <laughs> y'all had to get home before the street lights came on. No, no, nah. no. We were fucking the ones running in the streets. <laughs> People were going home to not see us. Helicopters drive fucking over being top. little assholes. <laughs> what kind of uh, asshole what, shit yeah, were you doing? Yeah, let's hear it. Let's, let's fucking like robbing people, breaking into oh shit. Oh, my God. Fucking <laughs> Just goofing off. They never should have let you in the Marines. <laughs> no, they they definitely shouldn't have. But it, but it for sure fucking That's saved exactly me. who I would want in the Marines. Yeah. I, was, I, was I mean, me too, but. <laughs> experience. You have been doing this shit. We just need you here with us. Yeah, but like, so you had to like do it the right but, way. But that's just what it was, right? Yeah. I, I mean, like I said, you don't know any better. You don't. Right. You don't really have anything, and like break into places, and you're like, oh shit, like that's a cool fucking stereo. I don't have that. It's mine now, yeah. though. Fucking let's go. <laughs> let's go now. Now what? If, so did you do good grades in, in high school? No, fuck no. no, dude. I was the worst fucking student alive. I was in fucking remedial classes, like. With all my other fucking Mexican buddies, it was. Could you read? Could I read? Yeah, like, but I just didn't want to. Like, what's gotcha. the fucking point? Yeah, because he's know? highly intelligent, and we're gonna get to that yeah. a little bit later. But he's just 
Yeah, yeah. I, like, I was, I was a terrible fucking student, dude. By choice. Like, yeah. it was fucking... So then, any any life-changing experience through high school that's going to lead to the next step? I mean, for me, like, obviously, everyone's trying to play sports and, like... Did you do sports? Yeah, but at a certain point, you're like, I don't think this is going to work out for right. me. You know, uh, at least in my mind. Yeah. Like, Look at this guy. He could have made football. <laughs> no, I, I mean, dude, I played fucking everything in high school, man. It's just like you you do the minimum as far as school so that you can play, which is like a 2.0. 2.0, yeah. Fucking C average. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you're like barely even trying and shit, copying off the fucking smart white kids, <laughs> fucking turning that shit in. That's um, actually pretty smart. I was doing the same shit. Yeah. Because I just wasn't that. I just didn't apply myself, but. But yeah, man, I mean, honestly, um, I think uh, the recruiter from the Marine Corps just really caught me on the right day. Um, I had a friend who was a year older than me, his name's Angel, um, who like gave me this fucking, um, this postcard for the Marines, right? You put Mm -hmm. all your info on it and it was like fucking get free dog tags. And I'm like, that's fucking dope. Like I get free dog tags and I just kind of wanted to fucking wear them Uh to look cool and shit. I filled it out, and then, like, the fucking day I turned 17, fucking recruiter shows up to my house and shit. And uh, I was like, hey, you fill out this postcard? And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you know, fucking, he's, like, uh, talking to me about the Marines. What do you look like? Oh, uh, so his name was uh, Staff Sergeant Duncan. He was, like, 6'4", fucking cut-up black dude. Um, You know, like, recruiters are are like well manicured, well groomed, like they're yeah. in shape because you know they're the representation uh-huh. of like what they're trying to get, right? Um, and I I literally ignored him for like fucking months. Just like, nah, I'm good, fucking leave me alone. And then I don't know, he just fucking caught me on the right day one time. And uh I'm like, yeah, dude, I guess I'll fucking hear what you gotta say. Motherfucker was at my house like fucking in five minutes, picked me up, took me to the recruiting station. Popped in all these fucking videos uh, from, like, boot camp and shit. Obviously, they don't show anyone yelling at you, but they show, like, the the obstacle courses mm-hmm. and, like, the pugil sticks and the boxing. And it honestly just all looked kind of fun. Fuck yeah. And I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, dude. And I'm watching these, and then uh, the, he breaks out, like, the, the core pillars. So it's, like, these 16 pillars uh, from the Marine Corps, and it's, like, honor courage commitment like tact leadership shit like that and um you know he fucking salesman me right there he's like pick two of these that you think you got i don't know what i picked i don't remember but i picked two of the um two of the tiles and he's like those are really good he's like if you join the marine corps he's like pushes them all towards me yeah, he's like it. you'll have all of these mm-hmm. and i was like Fuck yeah, Will. <laughs> Let's go. Where the fuck do I sign this bitch? Was he, did he did, in hindsight, did he, was it the truth? Um, yes and no. It's really up to you, man. Yeah. Um, like it's not easy, but you kind of, with anything, you get what you want out of it. Mm. So if you're fucking lazy and you don't work hard, like, you're going to hate it the whole fucking time because it's it's not fucking easy, dude. It's it's fucking hard and it sucks. So so you sign up and that and you're still in school, right? Yeah. And then you graduate. Graduate. You got to turn don't you you can't go to your 18, right? No, no, you can go when you're 17. Okay, so you graduate. So graduate. 
like fucking two weeks later, boom, I'm in fucking San Diego. I'm in boot camp. That was quick. So there's a, is it just like a report or do they come and get you? Like what No, that? so the, the recruiter picks you up because like until honestly you get on the bus, you're like, they're still like kind of worried about you because you can still back out. Oh, you can at that point? Yeah, you get, they don't tell you that. You can back out. Oh, yeah. Even in boot camp, you can back yeah. out. Oh, okay. I didn't know if like once you sign, you were... No, so they, they give you like um, a waiver where it was a like failure to assimilate. Okay. So like you can still back out, but the whole time they're telling you no. Like you get out, you're going to have dishonorable discharge. Everyone's going to be fucking ashamed of you. Mm-hmm. And when, when does that actually become a thing? After that, probably... I, from what I've heard, it's after after boot camp because okay. you, yeah, you then you start you start school. your like actual training. Yeah, for school. Like when you're still in boot camp, there's there's not much invested into you. I got at that you. Point. So then, so you report. So yeah, you I, get I go to San in there. Diego. No, we go to Meps first. Um, What's that? It's a building. So it's in processing. Uh, yeah, processing. So for That's us, where you get it's the buzz? In, no, no, no. For us, it's in Sacramento. It's where they like give you your your medical test and uh-huh. shit like that. And for me, like, I thought it was cool. This is kind of like the first time I ever stayed in a hotel, right? Right, So yeah. we're at the fucking Radisson, and, like, I have my own room, and I'm like, this is fucking dope. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, you had your own room? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm oh. like, hell yeah, this is... Sometimes they put you, know, you with a bunch of, like, one other person, but you're... I go you were there and, like, with other people, though. hit the breakfast bar mm-hmm. and, like, get all this free food. Like, Living more, life. <laughs> like, more food than I've ever seen in my fucking life, and I'm like, hell yeah, like, this was a fucking great decision. Get on a fucking uh, Southwest plane. You know, we fucking walk onto the tarmac and shit. And, like, when we're on the plane, like, the pilot's like, hey, uh, you know, comes over the speaker. He's like, hey, let's uh, let's wish these uh, new recruits good luck. You know, they're about to try to become Marines. And, like, the whole fucking plane goes crazy. Yeah. And I was like, what oh, year was shit. This? So 2002, like, right after 9-11. Yeah, so they everyone's were super. Oh, yeah, no wonder you patriotic. went in, like so fast. Everyone's two weeks super is patriotic. a fast turnaround. From the time you signed to two weeks, that's a, that's a quick turnaround. Yeah, so like everyone's like ah, fucking going crazy, and like we land, and I, I remember we get to um to San Diego to the airport, and it's probably just like a group of like fucking hundred people just waiting around at the USO and shit. And these fucking buses pull up. You're fucked. Dude comes out, you know, fucking drill instructor. I didn't know it at the time yet, but you know, he had the the fucking smokey on. He's looking fucking What's a smokey? Nice and tight. The the drill instructor hat, like the, the smokey the bear. The flat yeah, yeah, yeah. Hat. And uh he like walks up. They call it a smokey. Starts doing uh roll call. <laughs> uh-huh. You know, we get on the bus and shit and like the doors close, the bus starts going. He's like everyone put your head down, put it in your lap. And um, that's like where the mind games start. Yeah. Yeah. So literally, boot camp is right next to the airport. Uh huh. Like right next to it. So we ride around in a bus with our head in our laps for like two hours, just fucking doing circles. And anytime anyone try to peep up, like they fucking start yelling. They're like, "Put your fucking head down." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you, you ever know? pull your head up? No, dude. No? I was fucking scared. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen? Yeah. So we finally stop. Fucking um, another drill instructor comes on and like just fucking yells like, get off my bus right now. And everyone fucking like books it out of that bitch. Mm-hmm. And there was these uh, for me, there was these like big ass concrete pillars like with lights in them. 
Um, and I fucking ran full speed into one Ooh. of those motherfuckers. I fucking fall down. Like three of them are on me. They're like, get up right now. Get on my yellow footprints. And like, I fucking get up and I'm limping and like, I'm like fucked up. Cause I, I literally ran into this bitch scared yeah, full speed. Yeah, yeah. Right. So we get there and then that's where they, they put you at attention and they read you the articles of UCMJ and, and, um, then you get in line to like get your fucking haircut. What's a U, U, U.S. What would you say? UCMJ is, is just like the the military um, laws. I got you. You know, like stuff where it's telling you about like desertion and like if you quit, fucking all the all their fucking rules to to scare you into uh-huh. to fucking staying being a good person yeah. or yeah. being a good marine, right? So you get your hair cut, you get buzzed up, they give you all your gear and what shit. What, they give you the zero? Yeah, no, ev- everyone gets a zero. Oh, shit. So when, when they fucking, like when the recruiter tells you to cut your hair before you go to boot camp, you 100% should do that shit. Oh, because it hurts like hell if well, you don't. No, they fuck you up. You're like come out bleeding and uh-huh. shit. And on top of that, like you don't get a shower or anything. So you're in Ooh. in the fucking clothes with your hair everywhere, fucking yeah. itching. For at least twelve hours, and if until you're not you used to, to that, that's rack. fucking pain. <laughs> so it's fucking annoying. Then you get in there, they dump like all your personal shit. You get to make a phone call home, and like they give you a script. Um, Hi, I made it. I'm safe. Click. Oh shit! Fucking like that's it. So there's no personal. <laughs> no, no. You get a add script. Do that. Get a script. It's like, hi, I made it. I'm safe. Hang up. Wow. Next person. Imagine yeah. if you have like, <laughs> if you imagine if you have like two kids in the Marines and you get the first one's phone call and then it says that yeah. and the second one's phone same call, thing. you're like, wow, you just said the same exact shit. Like, what the fuck's going on out there? That's what it takes. Yeah, man. It was, so then, it was a so little the, bit of a shot. So that first day, what, you just hang out? First day, like, they, they take all your shit away. You box it up. Fucking, they give you everything that you're going to need for boot camp. Just kind of walking around, fucking getting yelled at, mm-hmm. not really knowing what the fuck's going on. Uh, do another medical check, and then you finally get to hit the rack. Um, and then kind of that whole first that whole first week is more of like an intake. Um, same thing, medical checks and giving you fucking shots of penicillin, shit like that. You don't start your actual training till that Friday. They call it uh, Black Friday. So you do your uh, your initial um, IST to make sure that you're like fit enough to even go to boot camp. Uh-huh. So like the minimum is like do two pull ups, uh, run a mile and a half in 13 minutes, and like what if you don't pass? Do they send your ass home. No, they then sit your ass to the fat body platoon where you fucking have to stay there until you get in shape to uh. start boot camp. Um. So then you kind of start up and you meet your drill instructors and um. For the first time, so when they hit squad the, when, when dudes hit that fat body platoon, mm-hmm. they're just it's like all workout. There's, yeah, it's all working out until you're like in good enough shape to actually start training. Uh-huh. Um, so some people were there like stuck there for fucking months because they're just cutting weight, they're just and fucking strong. out of shape. Man. Yeah. Um, you didn't go though, did you? No. How many pull-ups you do? Uh, my first one probably like. Five or six, man. Pull-ups are fucking hard. Hell yeah, they're <laughs> hard. They're hard as fuck. <laughs> um, but, you know, like, you meet your drill instructors, and they, you know, they come out. Your senior's, like, super calm, gives you the speech. Um, 
how he's earned his place in the Marine Corps. You got to respect them and how they'll do everything to push you and make sure that you don't fail. Um, you know, just shit like that. Then he walks out and fucking all hell breaks loose. Um, the fucking kill hats take over. They fucking destroy Who do, your whole... Now, why are they called a kill hat? Because they're there to fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I, I had four drone structures. I had a senior. Um, then I had a, a, a J hat, which is like the guy that teaches you stuff. Uh-huh. So that's like your mom and dad. And then I had a... What, they, what are they teaching you? They teach you like the Marine Corps knowledge, like fucking how to wear your uniform. Uh-huh. Um just shit like that, like every, like just basic stuff on, on how you should wear stuff and look clean and mm-hmm. proper. Um, That's like, like the buttons all line up to the belt. Yeah, and all that. Li- uh, line up your gag line and like fucking how to wear boot bands properly. What's a boot band? So you ever see when uh like the, their camis are kind of, it looks like they're tucked in. Uh huh. So it's not actually tucked into their boot. There's a band that goes around and you bring it up into there. Oh. So I, I do remember boot camp. We had a like one of the recruits was like, "When do we tuck in our um, our trousers into our boot?" Because like everything that you get there, you have to earn it. You have to earn your hair back. You have to earn actual boots. You have to earn to uh, unbutton your collar. Like when you start out, you're wearing fucking tennis shoes. Your pants are rolled all the way down. Your fucking uh, your blouses all the way up to the top. They fucking shave you bald. Uh, your sleeves are rolled down like you you look like shit. Uh-huh. And you have to earn like your way into actually looking like a marine. I never knew that. I thought they just put you all in the same <clears throat> thing from the get go. So, so how long? How, what was the first thing you earned? So in in first phase, it's like where you you're you stop walking around and your your go faster is what we call them. Your tennis shoes. Mm-hmm. And, like, you get to wear your boots and shit. And then, like, just slowly you'll earn things. Like, you, you'll get to blouse your boots. Uh, you'll get to unbutton your top collar and, you know, shit like that. You'll get to learn how to wear your cover. Um, cause you ever see people, like, they wear them. Because you're not supposed to wear, it like, a hat. It's, like, supposed to be on the top of the crown of your head. And it, does, it look, that, does the tilt thing? Yeah. Yeah. It looks weird uh-huh. when you put it on, like, a fucking hat. It looks gross. It's all fucking... <laughs> Yeah, scrunched up and fucking disgusting. It. Yeah, measure it two fingers. Yep. So you you have to earn all of that. So what kind of what what do they got you doing in boot camp? So first phase, what they they call it, like they break you down. It's all like just kind of physical shit, um, smoking you all the time, going on runs, doing drill, like learning how to work as a team, right? Um, but it's mostly you know just working out. You wake up, fucking five, you get to go eat for 30 seconds, and then you're just fucking running around the rest of the day until you go to bed. No lunch? Yeah, I mean, you you eat, but it's like drill instructors, they like like to fuck with you, right? So, like, we go to chow, either uh, you do breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and um, everyone goes through, you get your plate, you fucking sit down at the table, left hand, right knee, right hand, right knee, and you wait till the very last person sits down. When uh when the last person sits down is usually the guide, uh they start counting down from sixty like as fast as they fucking can sixty fifty nine fifty eight and they like fucking skip numbers and you're just shoveling shit in your fucking mouth, and then when they get to zero like you fucking better be up and running and throwing that shit away. And 
<laughs> so and then it's more push-ups. Yeah, then it's just fucking more pain. At night, you get an actual like an hour to <clears throat> relax, right? Kind of. Oh. So that's where you shower, you shave, and you get to write your letters home and. Sh- wow. So you get you get an hour to kind of decompress. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know, just, but really, it's like you go and shower and you like write your letters and. And you're just like, all right, I guess I, you know, have to get mentally prepared to get fucked up again as soon as this time's over, because that's exactly what happens. So every day of boot camp is, you wake up, you run. Yeah, some kind of physical activity. But it's physical activity all day long, right? Pretty much, yeah. And training. Training, yeah. So there's like push-ups, run, climb. Yeah, I mean, there's there's like, like I said, knowledge sprinkled into there. Yeah, you have Mm -hmm. to have classes, um, right? How much weight you cut through boot camp? I cut a lot, so I probably went in weighing like two twenty five, two thirty. Were you this tall? When I when I graduated out of boot camp, yeah, I've been this tall probably since I was <coughs> sixteen. Uh-huh. Um, I got out at one ninety. Good, so wow. I got, fucking machine. So I, yeah. I looked fucking like I, a I don't know like chiseled shit house is what you looked like probably. Yeah, it was like my body changed completely. But you do lectures and whatnot too, like right. During that time, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, we call it knowledge. So. What did you feel like when you graduated, Boog? How long did it take to graduate? So it's three months. Um, uh, I mean, it's. I guess I felt like accomplished. Cause, Hell yeah! Because like fucking buck ninety. These drill instructors that are like fucking with you the whole time. Now they like they see you as like a marine, right? You, uh-huh. you know, you're at your graduation ceremony, and they, how many people do you see dip out? Um. I think I started my platoon with close to 90. I think we graduated like 55, something Damn. like that. Damn. And that, like, that comes from like tra- like get, falling out, getting mm-hmm. hurt in training. You you fall back. You have to start over. Yeah, some people are mm-hmm. recycled, so, right? Yeah. yeah. So that was a thing. Like, anytime I cut myself or I got hurt and shit, like, I would put fucking um, hand sanitizer in my cut so they wouldn't get infected mm-hmm. and shit. Like, I never wanted to get back, uh, drop back in training. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I, I was like, I want to spend the least amount of time that I have to here. I know mm-hmm. a dude that dipped out, and I also know a dude that caught a bullet case to the face and kept going. I don't know anybody. Like, you know, that like the thing they keep, anything. they store them in. Mm-hmm. Somehow he got whacked in the head with it. and He was like, "Fuck, it, I'm going. I'm keeping, it, I'm keeping it moving." Yeah, he was a tough <laughs> motherfucker though. Like he was, I'm, he made it all the way. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right. So then you graduate. Yeah. Then you start the Marines. Where they yeah. send where they send you then? So then I I went to um to Camp Pendleton where I did uh SOI. Where's Pendleton? Pendleton's uh right right there, like fucking in between San Diego and LA. Uh-huh. So I went there for uh for infantry school. So I was there for like three months. And uh and then I hit the fleet. The fleet. And, um, what is this? Yeah, so like fleet marines are the ones that are like deploying and stuff. Uh, you know, you're you're not doing a, a B billet like uh, recruiting or mm-hmm. or um, Marine Security Guard stuff like that. So I hit the fleet, and I, like I was in school, and they they pulled like five of us out out of our class, and um, they're like, "Hey, we're sending you to a to a unit that's like about to deploy." Um, they they're like, what is your uh, your flak jack size and your cavalry? Like, so wait, what what's the school? Just like, like military college? No, no. So school of infantry is where you like learn how to actually 
use other weapon systems, right? Um, in boot camp, you do a um, a grass week where you learn how to just basic basic training of uh, like an M16, how to shoot it. Uh, and that's where you do your qualifications, where you get your shooting badge and shit like that. How cool is that to be handed an M16? It's honestly like not as cool because you have it the whole time. Oh. <laughs> you, you do drill with it. Like you fucking carry it around. You get fucking tortured with it. Was it? It's fucking. So you know that thing inside now. Was it a 16 or a 4? Uh, when I was in, it was an M16A2. Is what oh. we, we had in boot camp. Um, You'd be using that in Call of Duty? <laughs> I don't play COD, <laughs> but it like with anything like it it's started. Your, it started it, out cool, and then it's like fuck. Like all right, I'm tired of this fucking thing. How much did it weigh? I think it's like seven pounds. Okay. So, so then they. So then you're in school. Yeah. So it's where you, where you're learning another weapon system. And they pull you, you. They pull you. Yeah. They pulled us. They pulled uh, five of us out. I guess we were like the the top five in the class, right? Uh, and they're like, we're sending you to this. Um, this unit, they're they're deploying. Um, it's in Camp Lejeune, and I'm like, I instantly wanted to fucking cry, like when I heard that. Because of North Cause Carolina, because I, I, I'd never had even really left California, right? right? Mm. You know, I wanted to be on the West Coast. Um, you know, I had my my little high school girlfriend, and like now, I'm getting sent to the other fucking side of the country, mm. literally. You know, and I'm yeah. like, what the fuck? As far as you can go. And all yeah, them, dude. all them boys out there know how to play baseball. <laughs> <laughs> every time, every time, so like I would, I always play like all stars and like, like summer league baseball. Mm-hmm. Every time we had to play camp, the Camp Lejeune boys, they just run us over. Imagine it's just all fucking military kids. Yeah, all they do is play baseball <laughs> all day long. <laughs> a weird side question: When you had to do your marksman, did they give you an ACOG or did you have to use iron sights? No, uh, so we did iron sights. Um, the first time I saw an ACOG, I was already deployed. Yeah, because they use ACOGs now in training. Yeah, they they do a lot of weird shit now, man. Like, I have maybe two friends still in the Marines. They're, like, uh, sergeant majors and master sergeants. Yeah. And they're, they're like, man, this is a whole, it's a whole different Marine Corps. Because now, like, we're not really at war anymore. Yeah, everybody I know complains you know? about it. Yeah, like, what so the hell is this? ACOGs. Yeah, yeah, all the really dope Call of Duty players <laughs> use the iron sight. Yeah, it's softened, it's softened <laughs> off a lot. Yeah. Like, you, you ever see, like, the badass dudes oh, on YouTube? Geez. They're all iron sights. Faster. I have no idea. <laughs> Depends anyway. on the loadout anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so so you get to Camp Lejeune. Yep. Uh-huh. Camp Lejeune, West Coast, all the green trees. They they, fucking, they uh, fly you in the, in the big boy with... jet? Did you get the, the big boy military plane? No, no I mean, commercial. Okay, but cemetery. Cement- it was when I got out here. What was really weird to me? Cemeteries had no fences around them. Right. That that was just fucking weird to me. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. And it's probably the first time you ever seen pine trees and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, dude. It was it was a whole weird everything. Everything out here is old shit yeah. that I like heard about in school. <laughs> uh huh. I'm like, what the fuck? And so I'm then, like, so what happens in Camp Lejeune? Yeah. So we we get there and um, just kind of start doing training, right? And um, I kind of start drinking with all the other Marines and shit. And um, I fucking get myself in trouble. Um, we go, uh, we went to Atlantic Beach in um, North Carolina. So we went to mm-hmm. this fucking club called Planet Red. And so I'm underage. Um, mm-hmm. So what I used to do was like my buddy, 
who was over 21, like I'd be like, go buy five shots of 151 and I would just <laughs> fucking plow them in the corner, right? God. Beast. <laughs> So I, I'd Yo, fuck. you remember how Slim used to rinse his mouth out with that shit? Or, I think he was like drinking McGillicuddy. No, Slim would get a shot at 151 and like gargle and wash his mouth out and spit it out. Fucking diesel fuel. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Seriously. All right, so we but got. I, so I, let's get let's get five five 151s to the face. I would just crush them to the side, right? Mm-hmm. And just man, you're good. Yeah, I'm I'm cool for the rest of the night, but. Um, we ended up like going to this after party, right? And I fucking pass out on the yard. Oh shit. Um, and like, I wake up and I have no fucking idea where I am. So I walk into the house that I'm in front of. Um, and I, I ended up walking into these like old Southern fucking white people's house and shit, their vacation home in Atlantic beach. And like, I fucking run out of there and I'm like walking down the street and, um, like heading back in towards the direction of where the bar was and a fucking cop car scoops me up and shit. You know, I fit the description and uh, I fucking went to jail, dude. And they, they, uh, they charged me like super heavy. They charged me with the felony burglary and like, when you didn't even take anything. No, I I literally walked into these old Southern people's house and like, it was unlocked fucking ran out. Yeah, I was unlocked. But like, what were you supposed to do? Even if you stayed there, they still been freaked out. Like it wasn't like, what did the Marines do? They're like, what is this guy doing here? You know, they caught a cop said it was a six, six foot tall Mexican (laughs) built like a brick shit house wandering around. Did you have any tattoos at the time? Uh, no, no tattoos yet. And do you earn your hair back? Yeah, yeah, you get that yeah. um, second phase. In so, camp. so you get to the jailhouse and they obviously find out you're a marine. No, it doesn't oh. matter, dude. Like they, oh. they fucking. <laughs> I'm in like deep south, fucking racist, yeah, fucking Atlantic Beach, and so like even my lawyer said like that they like super overcharged me. Uh-huh. You know, it's like you didn't steal anything. Like they're charging you with a felony. Um. My uh, platoon sergeant came up and like met with me. He's like, dude, there's like nothing we can do, man. Like they're not letting you out. They're not going to let this go. Um, They're like, good luck. Damn. And fucking bounced. What the fuck? And I'm like, what the fuck? So um, like my sister bailed me out. She fucking, she put up like collateral on her house and shit. My bond was like super high for no reason. Uh, and I get out and like, I go back to my unit. So I spent, um, I spent the week in, in jail and it was like, it was a 23 hour lockdown, um, when I was there. So it was, it was like heavy for no reason. Right. So I, I finally got to, got what I wanted. I got to be like my brother yeah, and you're like, fuck this <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, um, so I get out and like, I'm, I'm going to court and, um, and the judge like, doesn't want to let me deploy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my my lawyer like convinces them. He's like, basically, like if if he deploys and he dies and like we're not wasting the court's time, he's like, or he can come back and you know show that he's like not a bad person. So um, they convince him to let me deploy. This paid lawyer. Or yeah, yeah, pay- yeah. So. Uh, Lawyer, I, I don't even know how she found him. Um, local Southern dude. Uh-huh. Uh, so they let me deploy, and like while I'm over there, I'm basically fucking volunteering for everything. 
because um, he's like, he's like, they're charging you super hard. Um, he's like, you have to show them that, that like, you're not a bad person. He's like, so when you go over there, he's like, just do as much as you can. So we deploy and I'm like, I'm volunteering for fucking every single mission, everything coming down the line. Right? Where'd you, where, where'd you deploy to? So uh, we were in, uh, in Iraq, so we mainly operated uh, the, uh, the Anbar province, uh-huh. uh, which is um, kind of the zone north of Baghdad. When you get off that plane, what's it like? So I, it's not like I thought it was going to be. So like when you watch like all these war movies and shit, uh-huh. um, what is it, uh, Saving Private Ryan, yeah, 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 yeah. getting shot, like they're coming, they're coming off the boat and just getting fucking cracked. Like that's kind of what I'm imagining in my head, right? But so we fly commercial from um, from Cherry Point uh, to Maine, and then like Bangalore, Maine, they like do a little refuel, and so everyone's still super patriotic then. So there's like the people in the airport are super nice and shit. Then you fly from there to Germany, do another refuel in Frankfurt, and then um, then you land in Kuwait. We're walking out on the tarmac and I'm like, fuck, dude, like those jets are hot as shit, you know? And then like we keep walking away and I'm like, that's not the plane. It's like literally this fucking hot out here. It was hot as fuck. Like I'd never experienced anything like that. So we get on these little shitty ass buses. The windows are all covered up and stuff. And uh, they ride us out to uh, to Camp Victory. So halfway there, the buses stop and they're like, you guys need to hydrate while you're out here. They throw us all these bottles of water and like, they're all fucking boiling hot. Can't drink that shit. Uh, but you get the camp victory and they do, um, like a little safety briefing. Like these are the, uh, the species of fucking snakes you'll encounter <laughs> out here. God. You know, these are the fucking camel spiders that everyone talks about that are fucking like big as shit. Um, and you just kind of do a, a little safety brief. Uh, then from there, like, we got on a, a C-130 and flew from uh, from Kuwait to, uh, to Al-Assad. And so on my first time, we're going, and there was a fucking sandstorm. So we had to turn back around. Yeah, and I'm just fucking flying in this <laughs> shitty-ass little plane. Not only are you about to go dodge bullets. But you gotta worry about some snakes, some spiders. Oh, and then there's this thing called a sandstorm that literally turns the whole shit around. Yeah, so we turn back around. Um, we go back for for second take. I fucking fall asleep on the plane, and I fucking wake up in the middle of it, and like just my fucking ears and my head are just in pain. The shit's not pressurized, and the, I'm like, the plane isn't. No, no, I'm like looking around, and I just fucking felt like someone was stabbing me in my fucking head. Um, but you land and you're literally landing on, on like a, a secure base, mm -hmm. you know, um, middle of the night. It's, it's not like what I thought it was. Right. Like. Right. You thought you was coming into fucking. Yeah. So literally Al-Assad got like people renamed it Chalassad cause it was, it was literally better than like a base over here there. They had a, like a big ass PX. They built a big ass gym there with like a fucking pool. You know, it was it was a nice base. Uh -huh. Well, you said you were in Anbar province. Mm -hmm. Is that like Ramadi and Fallujah? Yeah, yeah. So we we're part of uh, the second Fallujah. Okay. Uh, which was um, in November 
of uh, 04. Um, I mean, it was an experience, man. Like it, it definitely made me grow up. Um, why? You just kind of experienced things that that not every seventeen and eighteen year old are kind of doing, <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Um, so what, like, like I, I hate when 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 like veterans say like I fought for this country, I fought for you, like because uh-huh. that that wasn't the case for me, right? Like I didn't join the Marines because I was like fucking patriotic after nine eleven. You know, the recruiter just really yeah. caught me at the right time. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I was in, you know, I I wasn't thinking about you know I fucking love America and this and that. I'm literally thinking like I spend. 24 hours a day with these guys day in day out we literally know everything about each other um all we talk about is like our families the things that we like to do the sh- you know shit like that so you're basically doing it to bring those guys home mm-hmm. uh you're doing it for the guy to your left and your right like not anyone else and did you at, have at least it? for me like i i wasn't thinking about was there any boys else. in your shit that was like Mr. Patriotic, but then realized that it was it. So every, so there it is like new guys that get there. Some of them are like, I can't wait to go over there and fucking smoke a raghead. And, yeah, and do this and that, and it's it's a lot of big talk, man. Cause yeah. w- once you once you get over once there, once you get there and like <laughs> bullets start fucking flying past your head, yeah. like you ain't tough it, no more. Literally it's every person, it's different, man. Yeah. Literally every person I've known that has been. In that area, said pretty much the same thing. Yeah, uh, like I, I wasn't there being patriotic, man. I, I, I think. Yeah, he's not fucking we are, to Toby Keith and we are in a <laughs> waving in a, the red, in a white, cool blue. country, right? Because mm-hmm. like I, I came here. I'm, I'm a kid from an immigrant mother, who fucking, you know, grew up on those government programs. Uh-huh. Um, so I know that those can help people, but I've also seen people abuse them, right? right. So it's. It's hard for me, man. I'm not very political. I'm just more of like logical. My yeah, like <laughs> my, my logical views, yeah. right? Um, like I don't care if you're gay or if you want to have an abortion. Like live your fucking life however you right. want to live it, dude. That's not affecting me. Yeah. Like what the fuck do I care? Um, if you want to be religious and you think there's something else out there, then cool, man. If that's what helps you get through your day, do it. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Air horn. What got you through your day of being in Anbar province? Oh, religion. Everyone finds religion, man. <laughs> Is that, are you being serious? Yeah, dude. They give you this, uh, this little, um, this little Bible, uh-huh. like a pocket Bible. And I Was mean, it just, it, it's just, just the New Testament. Like one yeah, of those yeah, types. New, yeah. New Testament. It, it's just something easy to hold on to for yeah. everyone, man. It's like, yeah. The number one thing to make your day better, I, I know, is to pray about something. Well, yeah, that's, that's just, statistically yeah, that's just, correct. Yeah. Pray, positive thought, reflection, all that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've so, always had, I've always had a philosophy that I think, I think if there is a God, like a giant higher power that no one can explain or understand, I feel like He made it pretty easy for every human being on Earth with the ten rules. They're pretty easy to follow. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. All the other stuff. Like, I feel like if he, if, if he, she, it ever came back, he would be like, y'all really fucked this up. Like, <laughs> I made it real easy for you. Dude, I gave you all the food you need, all the water, all the air, 10 basic fucking rules, and 
how do we get here? Hmm. How do we get here? I feel like the devil will be on the other side. Like I told you, they fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they fucked it up making places like Iraq and shit too hot there. The devil living well, there. No, some I people, thought you some people I, may enjoy that. I thought you were gonna say strip clubs. I'm like, uh, uh, or nah, I think I think all the gray areas of life is what <laughs> fucked it up. Like it's, you know. I think jo- I think God is a jokester. He could be. Like I said, who makes who the fuck makes a giraffe? <laughs> so. <laughs> anyway, let's get off of that. What do you know? Do you know where most of the greenery is on the shit over there? Yeah, but why isn't everything that tall and long and goofy looking? <laughs> survive is the circle of life, bro. Watch the line. <laughs> Other things survive. <laughs> <laughs> so you get so then you're now what's the next step? You obviously went through all that. You said you volunteered for every mission. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I can't even imagine. Like, uh, what were the missions? Like, what is a just give us like one example? Yeah, I, I mean, it it could be as simple as like pulling security for a CB's building a um, you know, a bridge. Uh huh. Or um, or like taking out EOD so they can blow up you know roadside bombs. Or fucking. So like, what is going or on fucking, over there? My ex wanted to be. She or wanted looking to do. for uh, for HVTs. You know, house to house. It's mm-hmm. it's it just depends. So, what do you feel like their main objective was was going on over there? For us, so my my first deployment, I think, um, is when when the first election was coming around. So our main kind of objective was win hearts and minds. Um, let people know you know like you have your own democracy now like Mm -hmm. you guys get to vote and shit right uh which is weird because like not everyone wants that um well they didn't know any better yeah i mean like i i feel we're kind of like a like a country that pushes like our ideals on the very own shit (laughs) you know it's like that's the christian way this works for us like now you have to do it too yeah have you you seen pocahontas (laughs) but but yeah man i you know, not everyone wants that, right? right. Mm-hmm. Um, like, yes, they're happy Saddam's not in power anymore. Uh-huh. But now they have to deal with fucking all these radical fucking Islamic terrorists yeah. that are fucking doing the same wild shit, mm-hmm. if not even worse. Mm-hmm. Um, and like once, and, and it happened, once we left, like they fucking, they took it back over, right? Yeah. You know, so <laughs> some people don't want the help that you want to yeah. give them. Right. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. So um, you get so so you get back over here. Yeah. And you go back to court. I go back to court. I fucking show up with all my shiny medals uh-huh. and my little chesty puller stack. Um chesty puller stack. Yeah. That's what the thing is. No, so chesty puller's like um is like an an older marine, like marine legend who just had fucking mountains and mountains of ribbons. Uh huh. And medals that he. So you show up with one of those guys. No, no, no. Well, I I probably came back with like um, with like eight ribbons, right? Which is a lot for for a young yeah. young marine. You know, I'd literally fucking volunteered for everything. Um, like even now, like people might have one or two, right? They've mm-hmm. been in the Marine Corps for fucking twenty years. He's like, I got eight. First, so, de- first deployment, eight. Yeah. So it's like, and then I have the important one, which is the uh, the combat action ribbon. What does that mean? It uh, means that you were in combat. You saw okay. combat. So it's like, if if you go around and, like and talk to other Marines and you 
you know, you see their stack and you're like, where's your car? How do you get around without a car? Because they don't have a combat action ribbon. And for them, they're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you know what it looks like. You can see it from pretty far, huh? Yeah. I mean, you you get to know all the ribbons, right? Yeah. Um, we ain't going to. Yeah. We won't deep dive on the. On the no. no. <laughs> so we, yeah, I, I go to court and um, they basically bust it down to a uh, misdemeanor trespassing. And um, I get five years of, of um, unsupervised probation, which is basically meant like if I ever got caught like drinking mm-hmm. or in trouble throughout those five years, then all the original charges come back. Gotcha. W- could you legally drink? No, no. That, that's still why. Still not, yeah. I, I still wasn't 21. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. All so right. it was like. No, it was five years of best behavior. Yeah. That's just what crazy to me. Like you go do all this like over there, and then you come back, and they just didn't like dismiss it. Obviously, you went through all this, and you're not that bad of a person. So you think they'd just be like, "You made a mistake. It's fine." Sounds like South Carolina. But like, cause like five <laughs> years of probation—that's a long time. Yeah. So how long did you? How how long did military last for you? So I did a total of five years. Then I, I got out. Um, I got out because I got married like a fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> One of my Marines, um, his wife went to high school with this girl, and uh, that's when fucking MySpace was popping. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, fucking, we uh, we like start talking on MySpace and shit. Put her in your top eight. And oh fuck, dude! <laughs> I, also, dude, MySpace was crazy back then. So, like, when you're deployed, you know they they always talk about like the Dear John letters and. Mm. You know, it, it happens one by one. Someone fucking is losing their wife and their fucking girlfriends, right? And uh, one of my buddies, like, hadn't heard from his wife the whole fucking time we were out there. And so last deployment, we get to Kuwait to uh, decompress and shit. And we go to um, to the internet cafe. And um, he fucking logs into his MySpace, <sighs> goes to her profile, and fucking like instantly promiscuous girls like her fucking her song right mm, so like every time i hear this song every time i hear it every fucking time it takes me right back to that fucking situation where, so he, where he like starts fucking so like promiscuous girls coming on and he's like strolling through the shit and there's like pictures of his wife being a fucking whore <laughs> and and he's like ah 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 <laughs> I want to go home. Like fucking tries to fucking put his gun in his mouth. Like we have to put him on suicide watch. And all you hear in the background take is his fucking you doing young lady. Have to take his fucking shoelaces and shit. It was. I laugh about it now. It makes me laugh every time I think about it because it's just like that's what happens. Now the the Daft Punk, um, Daft Punk song. Tell him what what's you, up, my Mexicans. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. So, what? So I'm DJing. I'm DJing. I never knew this, but I was DJing at Novelty House, and Ish comes up to me and he's like, "Every time that I've heard this song, I thought they were saying, what's, 'What's up, my Mexicans?' Yeah. You know the part in the middle of when it's when it's like what song? Daft Punk. Uh, one more. Is it one more time? No, it's uh, no. Um, the fuck is the name of that song? Stronger. Faster, stronger. Uh, get, no, get lucky. The, the one with Get lucky. Get lucky. It's like think, we're up all night again. Yeah. And like, yeah. 
he thought they were saying, what's up, my Mexicans? I was like, fucking Daft Punk represented. <laughs> and then whenever, whenever, after he said it, that's all I could fucking hear in that song. It's like, it literally sounds like they're saying, what's up, my Mexicans? That's all I'm going to hear now. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, okay, so now, all right, so we get done with the military. I think we've touched on that enough. Uh, you got married. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, okay. So it was, yeah, I mean, she brought me here, so it's... She brought it's you cool. to, to Charlotte? Yeah. Okay. So we, we got married. We like we met on MySpace and shit. Um she came and to visit, right? Uh-huh. And like after a month, we're like, hey, let's go to the courthouse. Like we literally knew each other for a month. It was fucking stupid. Right. Sounds like, stupid. So I get married and she's like, get out. Um, and we move back to Fresno, back to California. And, like, when you get out, you, like, qualify for, like, a year of unemployment. Uh-huh. Just to get out. I'm too fucking proud, so I take, like, the first job I can find. And uh, I became a car salesman. I was selling a Porsche, Audi, and Volkswagens. Sick. And fucking 2008, when we're about to hit a... No, 2007, <laughs> when we're about to hit a recession. Oh my yeah. God. So I was a fucking car salesman. <laughs> And that was like one of the worst jobs I've ever had. Uh-uh. You're, it's, it's you're literally there open to close. I do not see Ish being oh, a car sale. You were there at all. open to close, uh, fucking weekends open to close, because that's when people buy cars. Yeah. And then you have to be fucking nice. And then yep. then they don't buy a car. And, and they're, walk and, out. And and like, they're always the wishy washy. And Ish is a like. Oh, man. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. Ish is probably like, after five minutes, like, buying or not? Yeah, no, I, I got to that point. Yeah. Like, I, I was from the Marines. I was, yeah, man. I was fucking tired of it, man. So I'd like, I like just started getting drunk before I went to work. I went and bought a, a handle of Cuervo Black right. and a fucking a Big Gulp. And I'd do half and half and I'd just sip on that shit the whole time I was at work. And like gradually throughout the day, I'm like, you buying this fucking car or what? Man? You're wasting <laughs> my fucking time. So, I mean, I didn't sell fucking shit, obviously, because no. I was a fucking shitty salesman. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, and that dealership was, they, they give you minimum wage, but you have to pay it back. Oh, God. Um, like, the way that contract worked, like, if you sell cars, like, you're paying back, you pay back your minimum wage, and once you finally pay that back, then you can commission Start making money. off of that. Yeah. So, I never made shit, dude. I was so, so, when did you, struggling. so, okay. So then after you sold cars and all that, and then when did you get back here? Yeah, so she, she came out here to visit um, her mom and her dad, who they moved down here from New York. And um, just like fucking Ian and I do, go out and fucking recruit uh-huh. fucking girls, like same shit happened to her. And they're, she, You recruit guys, too. Let's just... Let's she uh, let's, she, we, we, <laughs> she uh, ended up uh, bartending at Coyote Ugly that weekend. Uh-huh. Remember that yeah. shit used to be on yeah. College Street? And she worked and she made like fucking eight hundred dollars, right? And, and he I was like, "Oh, I was like, yeah." I'm like, "Stay there." I'm <laughs> like, "Once this lease is over, I guess I'll fucking move out there." Um, so drove back across the country and got here, and I was looking for a car salesman job because I'm like, I guess I'm a fucking car salesman now. Yeah. And I couldn't find a job anywhere. Good. And and then um, I ran into this um, this Air Force dude that had like my my uh, gym in the complex. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, hey, do you want to work uh, security at this bar? And um, so I went, and it, it was, uh, I don't know if you remember Envy up at yeah. the lake. Uh-huh. So I went and worked there. And uh, kind of same thing. They they needed people for 
for another night. Nobody wanted to work. I was like, I'll fucking work. And I started doing security. Boom. And so I started working at Envy. Um, Do you remember Envy? Nah. I DJ uh, there a few yeah, times. Where, where is it, it out big, the big, big spot. I don't remember this. Big spot. Yeah, yeah. it was over. Um, it's like in a mall. Off of uh, where that. Yeah, like a strip mall where that fucking Jersey Mike's is. What's it yeah. called? Terrace something? I can't remember. Is it, like, it's, is it like Huntersville? It's in Cornelius. Yeah. Oh, Cornelius. It's okay, off okay. of 28. Okay. Um, but I started working there and like fucking, you know, Flow Rider and like all these like fucking <laughs> yeah. famous yeah. people are coming in. I'm like, oh shit. I'm like, this is fucking kind of cool. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, fucking Spinderella fucking yep. threw me her number. They you used know, to bring all like, kinds of people in there. I was Damn, like, Damn. like that. I'm like, this is yeah, a kind of a like cool little bar. Rich, rich dude that oh, okay. Fucking play, play time for him. So then what, what, what came after Envy? Uh, so I was still working at Envy and, um, I was on Craigslist and like they were looking for security and that's how I got into Whiskey River. <sighs> so, um, before Whiskey opened, like I came yeah. Interviewed with them. They're like, yeah, you're good. <laughs> fucking, <laughs> fucking hired. Probably didn't take much. And then um, I started working there. And um, like I, I became cool with Flanagan because Flanagan was a Marine yeah. too. He was in the same time I was. Um, and I he was the head of security. And we got to get him on here too. And I, make I, make I, him I like, on note of that. Like became his, uh, his number two. And just basically whatever they needed. I'm like, yep, yeah, I got it. Cool. Whatever. Whatever they needed. I'm like, I, I'm like, I, I'm good. I'm free. I don't got shit to do. Right. I'm in. And then uh, still married. Still married. Okay. Uh, she worked there too. Actually, yeah. she bartended at whiskey. Um, whiskey was cranking then. Good. Yeah, God. man. When it first opened, it was, it was crazy. I mean, I didn't fucking know anyone in Charlotte. That was the but, birth of the epicenter. But it was the first place to open in the epicenter. We we're like busy all the time. Mm-hmm. When they did that. Um, that NASCAR video game release party yep. there. Remember, like, P.O.D. came, and I was like, whoa, what the <laughs> fuck? This is dope. And like, I, way I, cooler than Kuwait. Yeah, dude, like, <laughs> I, I got to walk them to their hotel and shit. I, I still have a picture somewhere uh-huh. with fucking hair, fucking throwing up the super skip peace sign and shit. Um, super skip peace sign. But, <laughs> but, yeah, man, it was just. He was talking about when he had hair. It used to have hair. Yeah. Till I was like. 27 yeah. i was holding on hard yeah, man he, he held on hard. i remember Two i was yeah dude that got to be glue that was like my best yeah. friend that <laughs> fucking elmer's glue gel yeah that shit if it ever rained that was my enemy though <laughs> <laughs> wash right out i was like what the fuck <laughs> i was just like a fucking girl running into yeah. the fucking get cover so when so you you held it down at whiskey and then how'd you get brought in the suite um Brett and Slim came down there one day and like pulled me into the uh the Dale Jr. VIP booth. Uh-huh. You know, the the one yeah. with the TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh and uh they asked me if I wanted to go up there. And I was like, I guess, dude. Fuck. Um I was like, I work at this other place, um, but can you guys match me? Because Envy was was paying me like good good cash money, right? Mm-hmm. And whiskey, like BMG. You know, we we all know that. BMG. BMG's cheap. How does Flanagan feel about them recruiting from within? I don't know. I, I <laughs> honestly don't think I ever really talked to him about <laughs> it, man. I don't, I don't really think he gave a fuck. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they pulled me up there, and, and then fucking that was like the fucking 
the birth of nightlife up there, right? Mm-hmm. That was like sweet was was a like the changer. thing to do for so many years. Yeah. And like we had such a fucking powerhouse like management group up there. Like all those guys that were managing there, like they're all doing their own thing now. Mm-hmm. Like every single one of them. And like it's it's fucking crazy, man. Um as, you know as much as everyone may talk shit about Slim and him being an asshole, like he really did teach us a lot. Fuck yeah. All of us. Like we were like little kids. Yeah. You know I gotta tell the story. Which one? <laughs> So, like, <laughs> one of the first things we hear about Ish is, right? So, apparently, um, he's using the bathroom at Whiskey River. Mm-hmm. And I can't I can't tell this one? That's, I mean, it's just fucking funny, man. Okay. It's like so, whiskey, th- like, every time I went into Whiskey River, after I stopped working there, like, I got into a fucking fight. <laughs> tell, now tell, but tell the good it was, one. Tell the good one. No. So, um, <laughs> that back bathroom by the office. Uh-huh. Um, I went in there and like, I'm fucking peeing in the stall and, um, this dude is like fucking like literally nut to butt behind me. (laughs) And I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck breathing on my neck? And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And I like fucking pee and I turn around like. Like, one thing, I, I, I hate when people, like, fucking talk to you while you're fucking peeing. It's like, just weird. Like, it's awful. Like, that's awful. That's just crazy. the last time to have a conversation. I'm like, what the fuck? So, like, I, you know, I'm, I handle it, and I, I turn around, and I'm like, dude, what the fuck? And he's like, you're a fucking bitch. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, what are you talking <laughs> what? about? And, like, back then, I, I... For those who don't know Ish, Ish is about 6'5". <laughs> At this time, what six five two fifty brick shit house? I am barely six three. Six three, <laughs> fucking two uh, two fifty brick shit house. But not a dude you would walk into a stall on and no! start Yo, talking but, shit, regardless. But like back then, I had zero chill. Like fucking, if anyone looked at me crazy, like I would fucking smack them. And so I didn't say anything, and I fucking elbowed him in the fucking face, and like I fucking knock him down. And I picked them up and I threw them through the bathroom stall. <laughs> I like <laughs> fucking knocked that shit down. That's hilarious. I had to fucking pay for it. Like, but he so goes. Then he goes. I get up. He goes out there and tells Brett. Yeah, I get up. I walk out. I go up to Brett. I'm like, hey man, I'm gonna leave. They're gonna kick me out anyways. I just fucked this dude up in the bathroom. <laughs> and like I fucking walk out and like Uncle P. And like the whole security yeah. staff is like fucking trying to rough me up. And I'm like, I'm leaving, man. Yeah. Fuck. Y'all want this too? <laughs> hey, but the best part is Brett telling us the story, right? Because Brett tells it like so. Brett is one of the one of the GMs at the yeah. time, and Ish comes, and Ish is all, and bef- Ish now, Ish used to just be like stone cold quiet, you know what I mean? And Brett's like, "Yo, man, it's like Ish came out and he told me that he threw this dude to the bathroom stall. <laughs> and it, at first, Brett was like, you know, just thinking that like he threw him into it. Mm-hmm. Brett was like, man, I walk in there and the dude literally is laying on top of the fucking bathroom <laughs> stall walls like they're on the ground. And he's just like, ugh. <laughs> hey, do you have any idea why this and guy we, did this? And you got to like, you got it's, And it's like me and Ian. And, and we're like, just and fucked we, up. We've right always just been like the hyenas, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we always do is joke and laugh. And, and we're like, what? What? What's up? What's up? Then we start making all this crazy ass fucking shit up in our head about ish and everything. <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, what other what other sweet stories we got? I tell you, I tell you a funny one. It was like Thursday night, 
and and BMG did not close right mm-hmm. like open Thursday night is already like the winter time slow season fucking pouring down rain outside it's like me Kenny the light dude ish some security guards and uh like the bar staff nobody is there and nobody is coming so i just start playing like crazy wild raver techno music and kenny turns all the lights on like full blast like strobe <laughs> shit going off and we're just like in there like going crazy like by ourselves in the dj booth and ish comes up behind us and picks one of the bar stools up and starts shaking it and then he just throws it out in the middle of the dance floor and we're just all like ah! <laughs> <laughs> Like we that, and that we would do that shit like anytime it was dead. Like we didn't have nothing else. To yeah, do. might as they well were make not it fun. closing. Right, you know. <laughs> close early? Nah, we'll nah, just keep it right no, here. They too. Always, didn't they? They always stayed open. Yeah, it was. We never closed early. It Mm-mm. was rain, fucking snow, whatever. But yeah, it was. Uh, those were fun times, man. So then you, how long did you stay at Sweet? I was there until uh, 2014. And then you dipped and went to college, right? Yeah, so I'm fucking like getting old. We got sued for that Casey Ryan shit. Yep, I remember. And that. like once, like I was a fucking hardcore company man up mm-hmm. until that point. Because like once that happened, like, like they'd like all fucking turned on me. Yeah, get sued know? for what? And like, can you tell that story? Yeah, I mean, yeah. so it was it's public record, probably. No, yeah, it should be. But we um, Christmas party, BMG Christmas party. Um, happened at Whiskey River. We were open that Sunday, so we're like everyone came over afterwards. Um, fire alarm goes off, one fifty-five. You know, my security staff's doing what I've taught them to do. Everyone goes to the back. Let's get everyone out of here. Uh, and then there's a group of uh, of guys that like aren't trying to leave. They're like, I just bought a beer. Like, I'm I'm not going anywhere. What the fuck? And my staff's like, dude, literally every, lights are on. Everyone's going, dude. The, the fire alarm's going off. We have to all leave the building. Um, so they're being fucking assholes, uh, fucking with the staff. You know, I go out and step out in front of them, tell them all to go back inside, you know, keep doing what we need to do so we can get out. Um, the guys, a group of guys are being dicks to me, and fucking Casey Ryan walks out. And uh, he's like, I got you, man. And goes over there and fucking punches this dude, just hits him one time, fucking lays him out. A uh, guy hits his fucking head on the concrete. Uh, he's fucking out for a minute. So, uh, like, the whole staff goes out and gets gets around him every, every single time without fail. When someone gets fucked up, every single drunk nurse comes out of the fucking crowd and mm-hmm. tries to put their hands on them. Like, I'm a nurse, I can help. I'm like, no, bitch, you're drunk. Get the yeah. fuck back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did have a, a guy on my staff who was a, a paramedic firefighter. So he was checking him out. Uh, my whole staff is standing in a circle around him. Uh, his people come back, and I guess they think we're, like, kicking the shit out of him because we're surrounding him. Or we're trying to keep everyone away. And paramedics come, check him out. They say he's good. They leave. And then I come back to work on Wednesday and there's fucking two cops that show up and they're like looking for me and just asking me questions. And I'm, you know, I'm just putting it off because I'm like, I don't know what the fuck happened. I'm not trying to get involved. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. Um, then it comes out on the news. This fucking dude like cracked his head, went home, his fucking brain swelled up and now he's in a coma. 
Yeah. So the cops come back on a Thursday with a warrant, fucking shut us down, kick everyone out, fucking put all the staff, set them at the tables, go into the back, like rip out the security system and everything. And uh, we basically lose like a night of business, right? Mm-hmm. Um, at Whiskey? No, not Sweet. At Sweet. Okay. So, um, but the party was at Sweet. The party was at Sweet. Okay, it, okay. it was I, after. So the, they we had the Christmas party, and at then whiskey, it was like the after, the after I party. Okay, now, yeah. Um, so they they rip out security system, like go through that footage and shit, which is actually good for us that they did because they you can actually you can see me going out there and telling the staff to go back inside when they're being fucking assholes. Uh, but anyways, we end up getting sued like for fucking millions of dollars. Um, they have to like send us to lawyers to get coached and shit. Like we all get subpoenaed. Um, and it was just like a big fucking ordeal. But in, in the end of it, like I was the one that took the blame for it. Mm-hmm. And let me just say something. But you didn't do it. No, no, no. Let me just say something. Whenever they say that they have to send you to lawyers for coaching, that's not a bad thing. That's not like to cover something. That is because if you've never been in a court setting, you have to know how to literally speak and answer just the question. Just the question. They'll yeah. drill you. Yeah. Yeah, the court, like, for me, I think I was on the stand, like, a day and a half oh uh, getting God. drilled by fucking Matlock, this old-ass lawyer that had, but you didn't like, a whole it. bunch of trial experience. No, so basically, the there was no criminal charges on our part, but the family was moving forward with, like, the civil lawsuit. That makes sense. So Okay. So they were they were trying to sue them for a shitload of money because I mean the dude was fucked up. Yeah, the um, insurance company is probably going after him too. So, you know we're we're in court and I got I got coached up super good. Like I'm in there making the fucking jury laugh. Skinny's dad was on the jury, by the way. Um, Shout out to Skinny. God, we got to get him on here too. I'm in there fucking. A, wait a minute. Tattoo artist Matt Skinny used to work security. Owns so, made to last. That I think. was bad on the. Never mind the prosecutors, but the person that's suing you. I'm surprised they didn't they didn't put the two together. Oh, I didn't I didn't know Skinny <coughs> then or his no. dad. Yeah. Um, I we literally found out about this like years later. Okay, he um got it. Like once we became cool, um, he was like, "Oh, my dad was actually yeah. on, <laughs> on that jury, man." Uh, so I'm in there like making the jury laugh and shit, and then our lawyer's like, "You need to fucking like bring it down a bit," because everyone's watching the fucking wife over there just fucking in tears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, "Okay, I'm just answering the questions, man. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know what to do." Um, so everything was basically going our way um, from what um, Derek had said. So Derek was like, "BMG's uh, yeah green, lawyer green, that set up everything." No, green. Derek Mansoor. Mansoor. Yeah. And, Cool ass dude, fucking very knowledgeable. Um, he he said we're like basically kicking ass, and um, the insurance company went over and asked them to settle. And since since fucking Matlock wasn't doing his thing, um, you know they they settled and they they paid out whatever I don't know what it was, but Derek was pissed. And then he um, he interviewed all the. Uh, the jury members and basically everyone was like, yeah, we're, we're on your guys' side. Right. Like from the videos and from everything, like you guys didn't do anything wrong. Um, and it was crazy to see like how the fucking lawyers used the worst pictures they could find of all of us. 
Right. Like they, they put up a picture of Roe. He had like fucking cornrows. It was like an old ass picture. And Roe ball head for like yeah. a decade. He had cornrows. <laughs> he looked like fucking exhibit. Like yeah. it was they that's just what they do, man. It's fucking rhetoric. It's crazy. And Roe was like the most manicured person on yeah. earth. Like you have to tell him to turn his sexy off. Like <laughs> chisel physique, clean cut, <laughs> always dressed like collars. Yeah, but I, after that, I, I basically wasn't a company man anymore. Um, so I'm like standing around, and you know, Brett's got a college degree. Yeah. You know, um, everyone has something that they can fall back on, and I'm like, well, if this fucking place closes, or they fire me, like, what the fuck am I gonna do? Uh-huh. Uh, so I yeah, I started going to school, using up that GI bill, and. I went to college and I literally had no fucking idea what I wanted to do. Uh, in my undergrad, I took classes in literally everything. Sociology, psychology, economics, everything. And just nothing really interests me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had a teacher, uh, one of my English teachers. Uh, her name is Amy Bagwell. She runs at um, the Goodyear Project. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, they used to work out of that Goodyear building. I think yeah. they moved to Camp North then now. Uh-huh. But they do like the wall poem projects and all that shit. And uh, she was like, you're you're a good writer. Like, you should try to pursue this. And I, I kind of ignored her. Uh, she went out of her way to like hook me up with, with people. She had this professor from App State come down here uh, to teach me and uh, my buddy Ben how to write, you know, once a week. Uh, I went twice and I was, just wasn't into it. Um, she took us to this uh, this book reading. Um, this author named D. Foy, who is uh, good friends with um, Anthony Swafford, who wrote Jarhead. Dang. And she introduced me to him and and like kind of same thing. I just really didn't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and. So then I, I get into my, my upper level classes and once again, another one of my teachers, you know, his name's uh, Aaron Gwynn. Um and I I really I really fuck with him because he he like didn't give up. Uh-huh. Um he kept fucking harassing me and like writing on all my papers and and we went to uh we went to go eat. We went to Leroy Fox. And he was like, dude, he's like, you're a good writer. He's like, he's like, I'm I'm trying to help you. Stop being such a yeah. fucking hardhead. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't I feel bad because he's like, literally, all these astound professionals are telling you that you're a good writer and you're just yeah, over man. Here. So him and his best friend, his best friend Philip, uh Philip Meyer, who wrote this uh New York Times bestselling novel, uh The Sun, <laughs> like his show had just gotten picked up by AMC mm-hmm. and they're like starting to work on this show and shit. And uh, they're like both trying to help me to become a writer. And I'm basically just fucking ignoring them. Dog, you know that you could write like the ultimate nightlife movie. So. Like based on all the experiences and shit. Yeah. Justin Timberlake got to play me though. <laughs> <laughs> Alpha dog Justin Timberlake. Yeah, yeah. the good, Yeah, that, that Justin Timberlake got to play me. <laughs> Who else? Who's going to play Ian? Ian? Dave Chappelle. Dave obviously. Chappelle playing Ian? Obviously. <laughs> Who gonna play? Who playing Roe? Playing who plays Terry Crews? Yeah, make Roe feel six five. Yeah, yeah. We gotta get uh um Gilbert Godfrey playing Courtney. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that his name? No, no, no. 
Godfrey, the comedian that looked like Courtney. <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, you got you got to yeah. write the movie. You got to write the, so, the the nightlife movie. What do you think you call it? I don't know, man. I I don't. I'm just not into it, man. It it sucks that all these people think that I'm good at it, and they're like, that so is, what you, that is their actual profession. Okay. And it makes me feel bad because there is people that like actually want to write, and they're just fucking awful at it. So you don't <laughs> want to write? I'm. It's not like my passion, I guess, is what people say. What What is your passion? I what have, are you good at? I have no fucking idea. What my he's really He's really good at uh running running the bar business. <laughs> he's pretty fucking good at that. Like, writing. He, he, he writing. run He runs Havana and Novelty House now. So whenever Ian and them almost opening up, Ian went and fucking pulled Ish out of the woodwork, and Ish picks it up like. The thing about writing is you can be good at it, but you have to want to do it, yeah. and it's yeah, work. Yeah, no, I mean, it's... It's work. I, like I said, I, I think I gave it a, a good go for a couple months where, like, I stood up the first chapter of a novel, and I showed it to him, and he's like, yeah, it's good, and then I just I just wasn't into it. Um, maybe Adrian Blood Brody plays like Slim. 60 or something like that, or 80. Maybe. maybe. Oh. A lot of writers come out when they're older. And actors. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Adrian Adrian Brody playing Slim. Hundred percent. Come on. Slim. Adrian Brody. And we and we can get dude from uh uh that thing you do, the the blonde hair boy to play Brett. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> the one the we were talking about outside, one. yeah. The short one. So so now you're you running Novelty House in Havana. Yeah. All right, so now tell I, us how you fell into that. So I was... Because um, you was, were still security here and there. I would see you around. So while, while I was in college, I was kind of jumping around, working the weekend. Um, so I, I ended up at Oak Room because um, Sean, I ran into him at Stash House. Uh-huh. And uh, he was running Oak Room then and was like, I, you know, I need a door guy. And I was like, I can only work Saturday. Yeah. Like, I'm really just trying to chill. So that's how I ended up at Oak Room. And then uh, Joey came over to Prohibition, mm-hmm. and he was like, I need a door guy for Wednesdays. Now, Joey has always been like Ish's man, right? And the great part about it is Ish is Ish, and then Joey is little Joey. You know what I'm saying? And then they run around together. <laughs> but He was running uh, Prohibition uh-huh. Wednesdays, and they kept getting tickets, I guess. Yeah. So I went over there. Was it Wednesdays or Thursdays? It was uh, Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday college night. No, that was Thursdays at Prohibition. Wow. Yes, yeah, it, it all runs together for me, man. Uh, and then uh, Tandy needed a door guy at SIP. Yeah. So for like a good while, I, I think I was working Monday through Sunday somewhere. Was you doing a daytime job too? No. No? I, I was just doing that because I, I right. was in school. Uh-huh. So GI Bill was paying me. So I was treating school like my day job. Right. Um. Then I graduated and got an English degree for no fucking reason, just because that's what I had most of my classes done in. And I became a teacher. I became an English teacher. I did not know this. Yeah. I became an English teacher for a year, dude. Where? Whitewater Middle School. How'd that go? It was fucking terrible, dude. (laughs) Oh, my God. If I could deploy to fucking Iraq... (laughs) <laughs> over that I would do it in a heartbeat wow why I fucking besides being underpaid it is fucking soul crushing work dude like every time I woke up like literally living for the weekend and when my alarm went off on Monday I was like do I reach for this gun and put it in my mouth or do I get up and go to work like <laughs> it was fucking because terrible. of the, the kid just have no interest or what what do you think 
so I'll, I'll tell you what, I, I really did give it a shot for like a month or two, uh-huh. but it's a, um, it's like a shitty school where shitty inner city kids uh-huh. with like broken homes go from. Basically, I was just getting payback for being a little fucking yeah, shit. Right. They, they, That's what I was uh, thinking too. And like, then they, yeah. try to, they, they try to treat him like the freedom now you rider know lady. What your teachers were. Yeah, <laughs> so it was like I'm basically getting payback, and um, and they just one they don't want to learn anything. Two, it's like parents are sending them there because they don't want to fucking deal with them, mm-hmm. right? You know, and then in order to get them in line, like the other teachers, are like you have to call their parents. And you have to have meetings with them. And I'm like, well, I don't want to do all that shit when I'm not fucking working. Like, what the fuck? Right. So you literally have to be invested into, like, these kids' life. And I just, I wasn't willing to do that shit. Like, uh, they they put in, like, I will give it up to teachers, man. Like, they, they put in so much extra work oh, than what God. they're paid for. And their own money. And I just fucking wasn't willing to do that shit. So, so one year so payback. I, yeah. So after a while, I was just like, all right, you guys don't want to learn. Fucking hit the back. Whoever wants to learn, come up front. Hmm. I'm like, I'm not giving out fucking homework because I'm not grading your shit on my time at fucking home. <laughs> and it didn't matter anyways because the school's pushing the kids through anyways. And their actual grades don't matter until they hmm. hit high school. Right. So whether they, they get shitty grades or not, they're going to move on to the next mm-hmm. to the next grade. Um, where it does matter, I mean, you know, whatever they learn, but most of those kids didn't want to learn and I didn't have the, the patience or was willing to fucking make them. So it was the fucking worst job I've ever had. Well, thank you. For sure. I appreciate you doing that though. Thank you for fucking doing nothing (laughs) for the kids. Yeah, but at least you tried. Mecklenburg. So then, Uh, so now you, you taught for a year. Yeah. I run into Ian, Ian, for the last couple years, every time he sees me, he's like, I got something coming up. He's like, I want you uh, to come with me. And and then in his head, he was thinking of me as a head of security, Mm -hmm. right? So um, we randomly, for some fucking reason, were at Snug Harbor, which neither of us ever go to. Um, We're at Snug Harbor on a Sunday. And we're on the patio, and he, like, shows me the plans for uh, Havana and Novelty House. Keep telling the story. I got and um, I'm like, cool. Like, when is this happening? Um, this is obviously pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. And he's like, soon we're, we're in the, the building stages. And I was like, I, I, I'm down. Like, I, I want to do it with you. I'm like, but I don't really want to do, like, security mm-hmm. like I was doing before. Um, so right before, uh, that whole kind of Casey Ryan thing happened. Uh, so Ian and I were like part of BMG's team to go open up other bars. Mm -hmm. So we went to, uh, Ian and I opened up Raleigh live together. Uh, we went to Florida and then I did like Blackfin and whiskey. And then we did a suite down there, uh, with a team of us. And like, after we did suite, uh, Slim had asked me, he's like, what do you want to do like with this? And I'm like, I'm like, whatever you guys need, man. But I'm, I, you know, I'd, I would like to at least advance in some capacity. So when I, when I came back, like they started having me close out with Ian and Courtney and kind of doing more of the bar management mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, but when all that shit went down with Casey Ryan, they kind of like fucking pushed me to the side. Right. So that, 
So um, when I talked to Ian, I'm like, yeah, like I'd, I'd like to help you and do this with you. I'm like, but I don't really want to do security like I was doing before. And um, he said, all right. He's like, okay. Well, um, he's like, I'll make you the the AGM. And it just kind of went from there. How right? many months before opening did he tell you that? No, this was like way before, like even construction had started. I know. Um. <laughs> Way before. Maybe months was the wrong word. How long before was, the op- I think it was probably like a year before construction even started. So let me let me just tell a story. So this this project took up so much of my life <laughs> because there was these late night discussions between like me, Ian, and VJ, but way before it even started. Like he was still working that sweet. And he was asking me about he was like, I got to find a GM. I got to find, you know, something like that or whatever. And I said, I'm going to tell you the same thing I told Brad. Because I used to cut Brad's hair. And whenever they were opening bubble, Brad was always looking for a GM. I said, Brad, the GM ain't out there. The GM's right up under your nose. Mm-hmm. I was like, your GM is Ian. And he was always like, well, you know, like, you know, Ian sleep all the time. And Ian just kind of <laughs> Ian. And I'm like, it don't matter. I was like, you give him the responsibility. I guarantee he'll do it. Same thing with him. I remember when Ian was like, well, what about Ish? I was like, what a stupid question. Is he willing to do it? He's like, yeah. Yeah, it's perfect. Fucking military background, been in the business. So what I'm trying to, the whole moral of the moral of that story is sometimes the shit's right up under your nose. You know what I mean? Yeah, you just got to go for it and make it happen. So he offered you AGM. Yeah, so he offered me AGM. Well, no, We're but there. there, that, but also. With, with the intent of teaching me, right? Yeah. So his, his whole. People always want to look outside. Yeah. And they, the saying is the last thing a fish discovers is water, right? It ain't out there. Mm. It's usually like right here. Mm. People just. Yeah. So his whole thing was being the uh, the managing partner in his eyes when we, when we started, you know, he was going to be there. Uh, but then once we opened, it just kind of I, I just I guess I learned everything very quickly I just kind of ended up taking over super fast um <laughs> and letting him be more of like a Brad Beltrando yeah hitting the streets and putting the brand out there stuff like that um so like we sat down he's like I, I need you to be AGM for at least a year and uh, uh, you know in title or whatever he's like you're already really more than a GM and what you're doing as far as work um, and now we're here, so it's it's been a the the year came really fast. Um, the concept was weird. Like I I'll say when I when I went into the building the very first time, I didn't see it at all. Like the space is small. Um, we don't know shit about cigars. Like we're nightlife guys, you know, uh, bottle service and shit like that. And I, I just I didn't see it, but I was like, I'm I'm just gonna really trust in in what he his vision is and see what happens. And now we're here a year later and and it's it's crazy. Like people were asking me about cigars. I, I to be <laughs> honest, I still don't know shit about cigars. Everything that I've learned has come from the tinderbox guys. <laughs> uh that relationship that we built with them uh has been awesome. They they are so knowledgeable about what they know, and they they go out of their way to teach us and the and the staff how to do everything from from lighting and pairing and cutting, and it it's just it's so intricate. 
Um, Let me tell you or, the beauty of that. Um, cigar, cigar is like a it 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 is almost it's a it's small. You know what I mean? Like the circle of cigar smokers. The average person don't know shit about cigars. Mm. Dude, you know the people saying? that think they know shit about cigars don't, don't know, know shit about cigars. Right, so it's kind of like a, if you guys were too knowledgeable, it'd be kind of snobbish. But since it's not, and you are more inviting to the average cigar smoker, I think it's more like relationship building as opposed to where if you was to go into somewhere, they might make you feel uncomfortable because you don't know shit. Well, most, most of the places that I've been to, like the other cigar bars in the area... We're, we're very different from all of them. Um, the way we set up our menu and like we break it down by, by intensity categories. So people come in and they're like, I've never smoked a cigar. I'm like, cool. You might want to try one of these milds or flavored, you know, mm-hmm. I, know I know where to point them to. Uh, when you go to other places, they, they kind of just group stuff in by, um, by name brand. And really you don't know where anything is unless you're like a cigar person. And then it's like you're almost burdening the person running the humidifier mm-hmm. when you ask them questions and you're like, what is this and what is that? They they legitimately get fucking mad. They're like, why the fuck are you wasting my time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like um, asking for stuff about records and so, central records. <laughs> <laughs> so for us, we, we try to make it as easy as possible. Like the menus as detailed as it can be. Um, so when people walk in and have a question, I like literally just point at that shit. I'm like, just look at the menu, dude. Uh, if you're looking whatever type of tobacco, like it, the descriptions are very detailed uh, from the intensity level to what's in it. So um, do you pair like different cigars with different alcohols? Mm-hmm. And whatnot? Yeah, I pair um, medium cigars with the one ket- kettle and Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> um, you got black and milds with what? 151. No, no black and milds allowed. <laughs> Uh, yeah, one fifty one. That's when I didn't know how to drink, man. Honestly, the like it's one. We of all the, went there. We've all been there. I remember. I remember shooting that shit out of a beer bong one time. What are you talking about? Courtney and Ian working at Brick and Barrel, like one of the first Sundays uh-huh. I ever went out in Charlotte, and I go up to the bar, and Courtney's like, "What do you want, man?" And I'm like, "Let me get that gin and juice." I'm like, "I don't even know what the fuck that was," and I fucking tasted it and like instantly spit it out. It fucking <laughs> mouth dry as like shit. A fucking Christmas tree, and I'm like, "What the fuck is this?" So I went through like a phase where I'm like, all right, I got to find what I like to drink. What's your uh, drink now? It's still fucking vodka Red Bull. I'm a fucking child, but I love Kettle One. Yeah. Uh, so Kettle Red Bull, Kettle Water. Um, if I have to drink beer, which I don't do often, you know, it's like a Coors Light. Very basic shit. Oh. Ian like Coors Light too. I don't even I drink beer. I was thinking that too. I was like, I like Coors Light. The Silver Bullet. Yeah, dude. It's... It tastes cool. like fucking water. It tastes it's like nice it's, and it's cold. all piss water to it's me. It's Kool Aid. And it gets you fucked up. In Colorado, it tastes like Kool Aid. It's delicious. So what? So now, in the role that you're in now, what what do you see? Like what? Like what's some future goals, plans? So for me, um, I see us like trying to make this concept, you know, even better than it is already. Um, but for me, the goal eventually, I guess, would be for us to get into an office and kind of maybe have other places, mm-hmm. you know, um, we have a great team and we, we all kind of came from that industry, right? You know, Tori is a sales manager, you know, Ian does his, um, his owner, uh, 
Brad drinking thing. Yeah. Um, I kind of just run operations and stuff. Um, so our, our experiences from before kind of help us, but like if, if we ever really did fuck up, like people, I don't think they would be surprised because they, they'd probably be like a cocktail server, a security guard and a bartender. Like, what did you think was going to happen? You know, but but when we do succeed, it's going to be like, Oh, a cocktail yeah. server, a bartender and a security guard. Like you guys can do that shit too. Yeah. No, that's, you know? that's all I see is success from the jump. It's a good combination though, honestly, because you see yeah. all aspects of it from that point. So it's like, this is the way I look at it. Ain't nobody, nobody can do what Ian does, but Ian, mm-hmm. nobody can do what Ish do, but Ish. And nobody can do what Tori do, but Tori. I don't, you know, and that, that's, that's a lot of strength in that shit. And I say the same thing for a lot of other people, but like all that military shit, college shit, all the experiences he's been through, all that shit gets pushed into all that team development mm-hmm. and operation shit. Them 16 pillars that he's like, I don't know how many I got. He got all them motherfuckers and he pushed them, putting them on, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Cool, <laughs> <laughs> cool, 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 cool. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Fucking right, it's cool. Yeah, so, I mean, it it's going well. I, like I said, I didn't see it when I first stepped in the building, but... Very few do. But, I mean, obviously Ian saw it, and now we're just executing, so... Remember when I came to, to do the DJ boost and everything? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Came in strong, being a dick. I'm like, damn, I don't remember Roche being such a fucking asshole. <laughs> like, but yeah, man, I mean, that, that little DJ booth has survived, right? Yeah. It should probably never really talk to me about, like, anything serious. Whenever we talked to the suite, we were just all talking about knucklehead shit, you know what I mean? So whenever I came in there, the situation upstairs was, whatever the DJ booth is, it has to move, right? Mm-hmm. Regardless. It has to survive the elements, and it has to move. Downstairs, it has to move. But it can't move because downstairs at that time, any structure would have made, would have changed the square footage, which would have changed everything else. But like I told them, I was like, the last thing you need to be doing down here is moving a fucking DJ booth in and out mm-hmm. because there's people smoking cigars during the day and shit going on. So, it, you know what I'm saying? And then upstairs, I was like, the last thing you got you, you to gotta do is be moving a DJ booth in and out. And, and you know, upstairs, you can take the controller. In and out, you know what I mean, and the, the monitor because you got more space and leeway. But downstairs, you couldn't carry shit in and out because mm. it it would be a fucking headache plugging in, plugging out, moving this and that. So I was like, well, I was like, we're gonna build a DJ booth up here, and then duh, 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 duh. and I was like, downstairs, I was like, we're gonna put the mobile DJ booth in here, but then we're just gonna leave it. And then if any time if the the people show up, you can move it. It moves, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying. But it also stays still. The one upstairs had also moves, but it also stands still. And so I was, when I explained a lot of stuff, I remember Ish looked back and he goes, I think both of them said it. They were like, damn, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> but it's, you know, just DJ shit. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I'm not going to look yep. at There's things that I'm not going to think about because I'm not in it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I came in there and, like, you know, just typical Roche, just very. Doom, 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 You know, talk this, 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 this. And then it, well, what about that? I'm like, well, no, you dumb motherfucker. If you do that, it's going to be like that. Blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes, I know exactly what you mean. Um, what's worked out. So, so thank you. <laughs> like, it's there. It works. Yeah. I enjoy it. 
I just never been good at being like, well, God, that's what that's literally that is Courtney's Courtney's biggest role of all the stuff Courtney does is Courtney can come in there and be like, well, you know, if we take it and we and everybody that like he's the ultimate Courtney is like the ultimate social, you know what I mean? The finesse. He's a super finesse and I is zero finesse. They literally had to tell me when I did hair, like they were like they were like the doing the hair is they like they would they would always say like we wish we could take your ability but put it in this dude's like personality personality. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know them women come in, I'm like, I don't give a fuck with you. You need to do this. this, this. Mm-hmm. Very engineer about shit. Start fucking crying. Right. Yeah. So anyways, uh well now we're gonna do the, the this or that. Okay, so we do something here every, with every guest. It's called This or That. Now I'm going to give you, we're going to do some questions. There's two choices. You got to pick one. There's no politically correctness, and I really don't see Ish having any problem with just picking one. All right, so here we go. The This or That with Ish. All right. <clears throat> West Coast or East Coast? Hmm. So I guess West Coast because it is home. But, man, I really haven't been there in so long. I don't even know what the fuck's going on over there now. But you're going to go with West Coast? Yeah. Now, that applies to everything. Culture, yeah, all that. Music, culture. Like I said, I've spent most of my adult life out here now, so I guess I'm East Coast then. But which one are you going to pick? East Coast. Damn, for real? I ain't never know. I've never known you to make any East Coast requests. (laughs) All right, you ready? Yeah. All right. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> this applies to females. Okay. Shoes that fit or shoes that are too big? Oh, man. I fucking hate <laughs> shoes that are too big. I point them out every time. I'm like, that chick's shoes are too fucking big. That fucking gap How the in the fuck back. Do you see that? Oh, my God. Oh, I, fucking, the gap. Okay. I hate that fucking thing. All right. There's what about what? Fucking gap in the well, back. What, of the what shoes. about when the toes hang over? Oh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go closed. Closed down. <laughs> closed. So, feet, boobs, or ass? Feet, oh. boobs, or ass? Yeah. Oh, I'm. I mean, clearly, I'm more, I'm more you look at feet. <laughs> no, you know what? I hate feet so much, they have to be nice. I'm the same way. I'm just like I can't believe you're looking at people's but the feet. Be- I never would have noticed that. The best part is, is like I've been DJing before, and Ish would come up behind me, and he'd be like, "Man, that shit, that chick was a ten till I looked at her feet." sometimes the last thing I would hear. But wait, 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 wait. But sometimes like the like wow. her feet will be fine, but there'll be a gap in her shoe. I'm like, oh no, no the, not the gap. Her <laughs> shoes like, are too girl, big. I'd be like, that girl's hot until she lit a cigarette. Like, her <laughs> shoes are too big. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I've never thought about feet. <laughs> Me neither. Like, that dude was good looking until no, he vaped. It's the, it's, it's the best. Like he will literally, he can find that shit. Like, and he'll send pictures out. So like, if Shut you're if you're up. a female, you know, if you're a female, wherever you at, make sure that you know that the shoes fit. No <laughs> and, gaps. And, and I think they leave a little bit of space for comfort. Uh-huh. That sh- ish ain't having yeah. that shit. <laughs> if, you if you don't wear them, they're uncomfortable anyway. So you might as well just this is the, take it all in. That is the weirdest thing I think I've heard on this podcast ever. <laughs> no, nah, that's fucking great, man. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, well, where, where am I at? Where am I at? Uh, uh, novelty House or Havana? Havana, man. It's it's like a a chill, laid back atmosphere. You can actually go behind the bar and 
and have conversations with people as opposed to the hustle and bustle about Havana is more more of like get in and get out right what do you want vodka red bull boom gone Hit, uh-huh. hitting the hitting the wish you were here sign fucking Stealing um, our flowers off the wall. Oh, yeah, novelty. That, <laughs> fucking. That's sign, man. I've they really steal the flowers? Fuck yes. Dude. Oh, damn. I didn't know that. I've watched way too many people, too, come in, take a, sign, a picture with the sign, and walk right out. Oh, yeah. That's just expected, though. I'm like, remember damn, when the, man, remember when the, the Remember when the sign was broke and people were freaking out? Yes. Like, they literally <laughs> came from out of town <laughs> to come like, to the sign? Literally the most annoying fucking thing ever. They're like, hey, your guys' a sign out. I'm like, oh. Really? <laughs> oh, they the, would ask me if I could. Oh, me too. You're the Can first you person the to on? tell yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, me too. Trust Can me. Can I turn the sign on? <laughs> Don't like, you think this shit would already be I'm lit like, up as dark yeah, as fuck out here? Do you yeah. think I wouldn't have that fucking sign on if it was working? Like, <laughs> like God, you, you that was the sign's not working. I'm like, oh no, thank you. Yeah, that was a nightmare. Thank you for letting me know. It sounds like a tourist trap. That's crazy. No, it really it kind of is a tourist trap, but it, 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 ser- it serves its purpose. Oh, it does oh, yeah. great. Trust me. That's good. All right, so we ask everybody this question. This applies to toilet paper. The roll of toilet paper, does it go over the front or does it go behind? It goes over the front. Boom. Boom. Another one. <laughs> over the, we've only, another we've, one. We've only had one person answer behind the, oh, on, on the back. I'm big on toilet paper. I need that green bear with lotion in it. Damn. <laughs> green bear. I, I do use the, the shit with the aloe. Charmin green bear, the sensitive... I'll look that up. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he, some... he didn't have that growing up in Compton, so when he caught the lotion <laughs> no. and the toilet, he's like, whoa. Yeah, I'll pay for toilet what paper, too. What kind of toilet paper do they have in the what, Marines? What have I been what missing? What type do they have in the Marines? They what? have the two-ply. The, the pack that comes in your MRE. It's fucking wow. half-ply. What do you do like in boot camp or shit like that if you have to take a shit? You have to hold it or you yeah. have to fucking ask for permission and pay the consequences. Ooh, and that's all push-ups. Did you ever have it? to ask? Yeah, I, I asked when I had to take a shit so fucking bad. <laughs> like, I was like, fuck it. Uh, this recruit requests permission to hit the head. Went in there, fucking came back and fucking got destroyed. Just running, push-ups, pull-ups. Yeah, it's just getting smoked. All right. I, ice, ice Cube or Snoop? Ooh, Ice Cube. Nope. I, I was big on that... Um, what is it? Uh, bow down. Bow down. Yeah. yeah. West Side Connection. Yeah. <laughs> bow down. Uh, robots or dinosaurs? Ooh. <laughs> robots. All right. The future, T- not the past. T-1000. T-1000? Yo, listen to this. I saw somebody, it was a thing, like a little meme. It said, I'm never buying bootlegs again. And it was the end game, Avengers end game, the last scene when they're fighting Thanos. And somebody had plugged in all this random shit from other movies, like attacking. Th- so, like, the, the fucking T-1000 was running. <laughs> the fucking Avatar people were coming in over time. Jason Bourne. They showed Jason Bourne running. <laughs> I had to find it and send it to you. I gotta see that. Uh, all right. So, you want, you want to make money or make a difference? Hmm. Probably make money, man. I thought I wanted to make a difference. So he taught. <laughs> then I, I tried. <laughs> I went and tried it. I tried, and I'm like, "Fuck, dude!" Like, I need to do the fucking money. Yeah. But, you can, but you can make a difference with money too. Yeah, he, yeah, no, yeah, you can. All right, what about this? And, and this is beach or mountains? Ooh, let's see. Beach. I mean, I, we just went on a beach trip. Where uh-huh. I didn't touch my phone like the whole week I was there. It was awesome. Oh, I bet that was nice. But yeah, beach. All right. Would you rather work or vacation? Uh, I don't vacation often. That was the first one I've had in, in many, many years. So I'm very much a workaholic. Um, I like, I get stuck in what I'm doing. Not not in a bad way. It's just 
I want things done a certain way and they have to be done that way. And like, if I see problems, I can't just walk by them. Cocktail servers or bartenders? Well, they're, <laughs> uh, they're both. No, cocktail servers are the worst, man. <laughs> they, we love um, them. We love them. <laughs> everywhere I've, I've, I mean, especially in sweet. Do you remember the cocktail servers we had uh, there? Yes. Wilding out, fucking throwing glasses and, and it was, just getting crazy. Uh, you know, bartenders come in, make drinks and bounce. Um, I, cocktail, love, cocktail, I love all of them, man. Cocktail is a lifestyle. Yes, cocktail servers give you all the, like, you, you 10 years from now, you're not going to remember the bartender, but you're going to remember what the cocktail servers did because they throw drinks, do this, do that, bitch, and complain. Oh, that's the, that's the main one, bitch, and complain. <laughs> yeah, man, I mean, they were hitting you for the, the fucking bottle request. Yeah, the bottle request. Yeah, that, that. Because I was at Novelty House one time, and, like, they came up to me, and they were like, and the the rule was like we you know they don't do quote unquote bottle service mm-hmm. and we've you know we've all went over this in the beginning they come in and say, we're about to bring a bottle out and I was like okay, okay. cool and then like another like another one, they were like you know telling me to like they're sparkling this and that so I'm like shit am I supposed to be? like if things change I ain't been here in a minute maybe so I take Ian I'm like am I supposed to be doing bottle presentation and shit like playing songs Ian's like uh no. So I tell Ish, and then Ish had to have a meeting. <laughs> they literally all said they never asked. You. Of course so they did. Like, they all, you know, they, <laughs> of course they said that. they like, did, oh. They maybe not quote unquote asking, like, oh but it was like, God. but they asked mm-hmm. without quote unquote asking. Mm-hmm. But I love them. The better know. ones are the ones that will come up and ask you. I just wanted to know if maybe I was making a mistake. Maybe we, you know, maybe that's what we own now. Fuck right. it. You know, I'm down um, for whatever. Iced coffee or hot coffee? <laughs> iced. iced Damn coffee. for reals. Okay. Okay, that was, yeah. I had the worst Starbucks in my life yesterday. Mm. The worst. You want to touch on it? It just sucked. It was it was at a hospital, so uh, you can know. <laughs> it was a Starbucks in the hospital? Yeah, in Nova and Winston. And it was shit, because I don't drink actual coffee. Like, I get, like, white chocolate mocha bullshits. Yeah, you get shakes. That don't, yeah, they don't taste like coffee. Coffee And this shit tastes like black coffee, and I hated it. Yeah. I threw it out. I couldn't even finish it. You rather use crayons or markers? Crayons, dude. I'm a marine. We wait, 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 wait. Hit, hit crayons. Hit on this. Wait, I didn't know this. No, nah, it, it's um, it's like a a joke. They say that we're so stupid we eat crayons. Oh, the yeah. dumb ones. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that. But y'all, but it's y'all don't actually use crayons. No, it's just no, it's dope. just like a inner <laughs> no. inner service like kind of rivalry. Oh, so like other a, other yeah. When, thing, we, when like, you make fun of each other, you know they like when like the army, army makes, like army guy would say like you're so stupid you I'm crayons, gonna, I'm, and I'm be like well army stands for aren't ready to be marines yet. <laughs> Let me. I have one weird comment. I have seen more marine dicks than any other armed services. Like physical penis? Physical that penis. That is kind of weird. I don't know. I want to know why. Physical penis. Why have you seen so much marine penis? Eh, or so much penis in general? Because <laughs> they're crazy. They just pull it out on site? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. So, even, like, when <laughs> I was in, like, you know, everyone talks about, like, they have a big dick and whatever. Uh-huh. So, we were, would just be like, well, draw down. Fucking pull it out. Let's see how <laughs> yeah. big your dick is. Uh, yeah. All kinds of shit like that. When you go through that like, kind draw of stuff down. people, the, pull it out. Telling other Marines. Yeah, whoever. Oh, yeah. Whoever. Yeah. I'm like, pull your dick out. Let me see how big it is. You guys have never really hung out with people that have to hang out with just dudes for a whole year of their entire life oh, and yeah. nothing else. Uh, yeah. I mean, and, I can to- I totally get that. 
I mean, you probably just get all kinds of stuff. It's like it's it's like you know, if you watch enough porn, there's a closeness. You're gonna start, you, you, you start out else. watching the regular porn, but after after, <laughs> start venturing. after three years, you after gotta start. A while, you start you gotta exploring. Step on some yeah. yeah, you gotta start exploring. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, so so diving in different categories. So like when you hang so, out, you hang out with dudes. It's gonna start out like you know how many so, push-ups can you do, and then after you know a year, it's like yo, what's your dick look like? If you're watching porn, they what's got your heels dick look on, like? You like those shoes? Are, I gotta change it. <laughs> Yo, yo, what is the stilettos in porn? Ah, I can't do this. Yeah, she's got a gap. I can't. I can't. Can't stay hard to this. I got turned. No, his his Pornhub search is shoes that fit. (laughs) It's probably a good category. (laughs) Wait, think X videos or Pornhub? Um, Pornhub, man. Yeah. The Remember o- when they the gave OG? you a free, a free, not like, it. um, no, when they were trying to be like friendly during COVID. Yeah. Um, I don't need no free. I mean, it's, it's free anyways, free. but free. you were like a premium member. Mm-hmm. I did it. Fuck yeah. It. Now I do explore. There's <laughs> X videos, Pornhub, X hamster. I mean, there's, there's all kinds of variety out there. I always wanted to interview a porn star. You know, there's probably like, one in Charlotte, like really just deep dive. Cause it's like, think about, you think, you think the female porn stars like catch a case of the Mondays? Like, you know what I mean? Like, God, no dicks for me take today. Dick today. God. Oh, like, you know, like, when Ish alarm clock was going off, and he's like, I would rather put a gun in my mouth than go teach these kids. Porn star's like, oh, my God, why did I sign up for that DP today? <laughs> <laughs> what's, you know, or, or maybe, they got, maybe they got it like a, like a boyfriend or girlfriend, and they're like, what's wrong, honey? Like, oh, I fucking got to shoot a DP tomorrow. <laughs> You're way too casual when you say that. That's what makes it funny, though. Oh, my God. That's true. true. I looked it up. No results or no matches. (laughs) Fit shoes on Pornhub, no matches. Let's let's get a porn star on here, though. We can deep dive into that. Oh, that would be great. Hamburgers or hot dogs? Hamburgers. Word. (laughs) Why are you smiling (laughs) when you say that? Taquitos or flautas? It's the same thing. Yeah. Oh. All right. You got uh, it. Okay. Uh, Guacamole get, or salsa? Uh, guac. Damn, guac for reals. What yeah, about man. Uh, He's the salsa that, king. That, over that's there. why I stopped going to fucking Chipotle. You asked to go on that. Charge me for my guac. It, what, uh, Gatorade or Powerade? Gatorade. Damn. What the que- the real question is? Is it yellow or is it green? That is wine. a good question. Mm. You know what? I'm gonna have to. I always say yellow Gatorade. I say green. It looks green to me. I call it lemon lime. It's called lemon lime. I, that's what I call it. Yeah. yeah. Is it yellow or is it green? That, that is a question. Ninjas or or pirates? Ninjas. Yeah, ninjas big, all day long. Big ninja turtle fan. Speaking of Gatorade, have you seen Huge the new ones? Ninja turtle fan. Man, fuck Gatorade. Uh, Jean Claude Van Damme <laughs> or Steven Seagal? Oh man, that's that's probably this the is hard, the one. This that's is the, the hardest I've been, question. I've been sitting on, so I had to get it oh, out. Oh, that's the I... hardest question. Which which Jean Claude Van Damme? What movie? Oh, and which Seagal? Okay, okay, okay. Well, he thinks about that. All right, I know. I got it. 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 All right, you ready? Because this is going to yeah. be kind of tough. Okay. It's going to be. Are we? We're going to go. Um, Lionheart. No, 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 no. I want to go. I want to go. Sudden Death Van Damme versus Under Siege Seagal. Oh, Casey Ryback all day, bro. <laughs> the fucking, the fucking cooks a seal. <laughs> Do y'all know what we're talking no. about? Casey no, Ryback all day. All right. So there's this movie called Under Siege with Steven Seagal, and I've he's heard, a, heard he's about a cook on on a, on a boat, and so, like, what is it? they come in and take <clears throat> somebody's taking over the boat, right? Mm-hmm. It's a uh, and. There's this chick that comes out of a cake and she's got really nice boobs. I always remember that part. But Steven Seagal is the cook, and the cook has to he he takes over he whoops everybody's ass on the boat. And wow. the best line is 
The Cooks and Navy Seal. It's like the goddamn Cooks, cooks and Seal. Yeah, the goddamn Cooks and Seal. All right, what about this? What about <laughs> what about Van Damme Bloodsport versus Van Damme Quest? Oh, Bloodsport. Quest Blood is Sport. the worst fucking movie ever, dude. <laughs> there are so many slow motion scenes. It is annoying. Bah! So fucking annoying. All right, what about Bloodsport, Van Damme versus Kickboxer, Van Damme? Oh, that that's a hard one. That, that's kind of a tie. Damn, I think I'd have to go. I'd have to go Bloodsport still. <laughs> the Dilmock. <laughs> the Dilmock. Have y'all seen Bloodsport? No, I don't watch either one of those. What? Rambo or The Expendables? Oh, oh Rambo. Rambo dude. All day long. Yeah. I have a question. When what, was, what, was the, what was the Seagal movie where he burned his wound shut? Hard Target? Is that the name of it? Is, it, is it Hard Target? Is that the same one where he fucking punches everyone in the balls? <laughs> he burns his fucking wound shut? No, no. I, no, I think that's the one. Uh, hard to Kill, <laughs> maybe? That, that. I think that's it. Alien or Predator? I don't really like those type of movies, honestly. We literally watched Bloodsport and Gangbox, and that's it. Let's see, man. (laughs) Yeah, you know, Hard to Kill. Yep. Above the Law. Like, these are so great. Out for for Justice. I'm trying to think of a comparison to, like, Judge Dredd. Remember Exit Wounds? Mm -hmm. What about uh, Exit Wounds versus uh, Double Team? What? Or, no, sounds what was like it? porn. Was it, double, was it double team? <laughs> Snipes versus Rodman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> double team is fucking awful. Dude. Van Damme made a movie with Dennis Rodman. Yeah. Oh, that's can't be good. Up. Yeah, no, oh, it's fucking. And terrible. then what's the one where he has a twin? Um, fucking Alex. Alex. Oh. Yeah, that's the one where uh, fuck, what's it called? Twins? No, it's um. Double impact. Double impact. Yeah, and he's got his twin brother. Double impact. Do the voice. He's like, you want to see? Uh, he's like, no, do the, do the little kid Van Damme. Oh, that's fucking blood sport. <laughs> You're not going to call the kids? This <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. laughs> <laughs> 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 is so good. Yeah, Derek's so long. I'm not like, yeah. Go home and Me watch. Too. No. Go home and watch Bloodsport. I'm going to watch I'm porn. <laughs> You're not going to cut the caps? not going to cut the caps? How come you train him but not me? <laughs> <laughs> you must be du- Dukes. Do, do it. Uh, which one is that? Uh, the little Asian dude. Oh. Bring, like, put up your Dukes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you Jackson? You Jackson? You look like a Jackson. You look like a Jackson. <laughs> Mexican. That must make you Frank Ducks. Yeah, it's Dukes. Okay. Ah, like, put up your Dukes, right? Like Mexican or Chinese food? But what is that? When, but when you um, cross, I just call it food. But when you cross the line, Mexican food. I just call it food. Yeah. When you cross the, when you cross the line, and step into it, it's time to protect your nuts, guys. Yeah, that's uh, the OK USA. Yeah, OK USA. Do you have fuck. any social media? Man, fuck no. Dude, my my social media is the worst. He don't social media. I, I haven't posted in like a year. All my shit is work stuff. All right. Uh, what about Lionheart versus... No, I can't do that. That's just stupid. Universal Soldier was so awful. Oh, man. That's probably like one of the first Van Damme movies I ever saw. With Dolph Lundgren. Yep. How did you know he watches all these movies? Because we talk about them all the fucking time. Okay. I talk to There's the all these uh, one-liners, man. You just They're fucking funny. And, and every one of the movies, the movies are one, terrible. The movies are awful. They're not good movies, but now they're very entertaining. You, like I break your all friend. Right. Remember No Retreat, No Surrender, Van Damme, when he could barely speak English? I'm about to be like 90210 or Melrose Place. Oh, I, I, I'm actually too California. Young. I'm too young for that. All day. Yeah. I'm too young for those shows. 
no retreat, no surrender. What was his one line in that movie? He could barely speak English then. He did fucking Street Fighter. That was awful. You got any, Derek? Now I no. break you like I break your friend. You have any kids? No, fuck no. <laughs> Never. I've got one. How many times have you been married? Once. One and done. Yeah. What's your one? Who's here? Uh, Kelly or Topanga. Who's Kelly? Kapowski. No. What show is that? Saved by the Bell and uh, oh. Full House. Okay, I, I know what you're talking about, yeah. but I've never watched Saved by the Bell. Oh, the shit. closest we got to was a Screech at Sweet. Yep. And I'm like, who the All fuck right. is this dude? <laughs> I'm, about to be like, I'm like, Dork. fucking Slim was losing his goddamn mind. Yeah. Was and he? I, and I'm like, Slim, I don't, I'm Slim. like, I don't know who the fuck this I is. I watched Saved by the Bell. Slim was such a, like a low key man fan. Yeah. So um, was Brett. Brett was a low key uh, man fan. Martin or Fresh What's Prince. It? Fresh Prince. Yeah. I they didn't watch, watch Fresh that shit. Prince, man, but because I was too young for Martin. Dude, they fucking watched uh, helicopters fly over top of them. And fucking, they, <laughs> they watched Blood In, Blood Out in New Jack City. Oh, Blood In, Blood Out's but shit. Yeah, see? <laughs> that and uh, fucking uh, Edwards James almost. Ju- uh, Juice uh, or Boys in the Hood? Boys in the Hood, yeah. What about, what about... Uh, Minister Society or Boys in the Hood? Boys in the Hood. Out, outlaws or Dog Pound? Ooh, Dog Pound. <laughs> And West Side Connection over all of them. Yeah, Doctor Dre sure. or Easy E. See, I'm I'm too young for Easy. Yeah. Oh, all right. That's it. Yeah. That's it. Oh, so Topanga was on Full House. I'm in Boy Meets World, by the way. Don't yeah, come she was fine. Topanga was fine. Topanga's still cute. Topanga was on Full House. No, no, nah, Boy Meets World is what I meant. No, nah, the the Full House. Full bat- House was the Olsons. The Full House baddie was Gia, Stephanie's friend. Gia was fine. I'm I'm thinking like Kimberly from Power Rangers. Oh, mm. she was. <laughs> she, that was yeah. my crush for sure. Nah, Kimberly. Kimberly had it. Wonder what she's doing now. She probably married some rich dude. Doubt it. Remember G? You remember Gia? Oh yeah. Gia was fine. Kimberly probably just fell off the face of the earth. Wonder what Gia doing nowadays. Child let's, actors let's don't go, really make it. I wish I was so famous that I could just like call these people up on the podcast and see what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know what a lot of people are doing. Like, I, I, you know, just talk shit to him. You got anybody you want to hear on the podcast-ish? That I want to hear here? Yeah. On the podcast? I think you guys need to get Ian on here. Oh, oh. No. You, know, <laughs> you know how long I've been taking? Before we even started the podcast, Ian, Ian always going to give you the run around. You know what? You're going to have to get Ian and Courtney together. I'm going to have to go get Ian and bring him here and think that we're going somewhere else. <laughs> Surprise. Yes. <laughs> Hope you enjoy this two hours. No, I want to get Ian on here real bad, but Ian. Yeah. On top of being busy, he doesn't want to. <laughs> Ian, you coming on the podcast. 